table. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Hello, welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. What's going on? This is Ace of the A and DNA. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Four four six zero three eight seven seven zero is the number to call in. Once again, four four six zero three eight seven seven zero. Also live on Periscope as well as Facebook. Uh, we got a lot of things to discuss today. A big weekend in college football, NFL. Uh, we're gonna get your thoughts on if you're happy about the firing of your head coach in the NFL. I told y'all. Week one, <laughs> by week six. <laughs> what I told you, you know, what I mean, I tell y'all to cast you tonight. Let <laughs> y'all know what that is, uh, you know. So, I, you know, hey, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not happy at the same time. So, and I'll tell you why with all that as well. So, it's uh, it's, it's, it's bittersweet. You're not gonna cry. No, no, no. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, right. I'm gonna tell you how we're gonna be the worst. <laughs> how we're gonna be the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> Y'all think people might think it's with the Dolphins. You would be mistaken. Uh, so the battle of uh, losers comes up this weekend, I want to say. Don't y'all play Miami this weekend? Yeah. yeah. Miami going to win. The tank for two bowl. I told you that three weeks ago. I told you I told you that three weeks ago that Miami was going to beat Washington. You know, you gave me the side eye. I did. No, nah, hashtag that. The tank for two bowl. bowl. That is and, that is the quote for the whole week. And that's, that's the saying. other reason. I don't want Tua. You know, Tua is smaller than old boy in Arizona, yeah. right? Yeah. I think that's fool's Actually, gold. Actually, I'll be honest with you, the, the, we, we probably wind up getting – well, we won't, we won't get a quarterback at all. We got Haskins. But um, when we get into that, I think old boy from Oklahoma now, i.e. former Alabama. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts might wind up going number one. Number one? It's possible. It's Anything definitely is possible. possible. Anything Just, is possible. I don't it's think it's the possible. highest possibility out of all the out of all the candidates. If Oklahoma and Alabama wind up I mean, playing I mean, the playoffs, I, you he, were, he, if you're going, it, it depends on what they do for us this season. That's mm-hmm. true. But we're just going off of what we know it is to be a popularity contest. Jalen's not the one that lights up the, you know, right. lights up everybody out, I, out of all of them. And then to his point, when last time Alabama had a quarterback do anything in the NFL? Right. Okay. <laughs> but that would be both of them, technically. <laughs> well, no. But technically, the case would be you. He but got, he wouldn't be Alabama, though. You no, can't. You can't associate him with Alabama. No, te- technically, you would be like he got held back at Alabama and Oklahoma. At Oklahoma. Did he though? Showed his, him, his, showed his, showed his, yeah. Did he though? Because we we know he played. Hey man, we I, saw him play. I ain't seen a guy go from what he's what he was not doing in one school into what, what he he's doing now. This and, and we got more it's, and we got more examples this season than any season. You got the boy in uh in Ohio State. You know what? That just who, goes to tell you different seen, between uh, Justin who seen, Fields. Who seemed to be handcuffed by, at least I hate by, to say, by Kirby. I hate to say it. Well, I hate you're to be Alabama. Cliche. I mean uh, a Georgia fan, so No, no, they ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm realistic. I'm I'm no, a Georgia that's what fan. I'm saying. Yeah, like I'm you, really like to be in all honesty, 
it's we're seeing the difference between what you can do when you when you're used to one type of caliber of talent and then you play somewhere else where you're no longer going up against that. Let's see what he does when he can go up no, against no. some real school. That, no, no. That, fair point. I, I, I understand that. But at the same time, you never saw Jalen Hurts. You, when he when he left Alabama to come to Oklahoma, for me, I was like, well, I ain't seen the guy throw the ball plus 15 yards. And when I did well, see a him. Few it, times. A few times. But when I did see it, it was always behind. Or the, it was like a punt. You know, the guy got to sit. The wide receiver got to sit there and wait for it to come or whatever. He hitting these jokers in less than six, in less than six months. In practice, he hitting these cats in stride. These wide receivers got to run faster to catch. You know what I mean? He's right. airing, he's airing it out. Just everything you would assume about a pocket quarterback. You know, he he he's showing. He's showing. Well, we got somebody who can settle this real quickly. Thank you. We got uh, Mr. Jason Campbell on the line. How you feeling, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? Doing good. Glad to have you again. We got a lot of questions for you, sir. <laughs> a lot of questions. A lot of questions. First, let's start with what happened. Well, first of all, tell them who he is. Let yes. everybody know who he is. Former Auburn quarterback, uh, 2004, led a team to an undefeated season, 13 and 0. Exactly. Um, USC vacated that national championship. So, did you all become the 2004 national champions? Hey, in my mind and uh, some of my teammates' mind, we was already, you know, considered national champions. But um, we're just waiting on the school to claim it. Uh, you know, the school down the street, Alabama, claimed a lot of them that they really didn't earn back in the day. But, <laughs> you, know, you know, but I think we're deserving of it. You know, there's no reason that should be vacant. We have a deserving team. I think we are the deserving team. You know, it wasn't our fault they didn't put us in the game with them. You know, we did everything we were supposed to do. Exactly. Be Such an Auburn answer. All right. Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey, hey watch your mouth. Pay no attention to our hey, engineer. We, we, we going to mute the engineer. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but that was uh, obviously a spectacular season, which catapulted the SEC being in the national championship like, game every next, season after that. Since then, yeah. Yeah. Because you can't have right, an SEC right. team not play after the gauntlet that you all go through. Right, like that year, we was we had the hardest schedule between USC and Oklahoma. You know, the three teams that that finished in the top BCS, and uh, and we was like, okay, how come we don't get a chance to play in that championship game if our schedule was the hardest schedule of the three? And they said because they started the season off one and two, and then we couldn't bump them, but we was really beating teams that year, and Oklahoma was barely succeeding and everything. So we really wanted to have a chance to play USC. We think it would have been a great game. Of course, we were looking back for a rematch and. Uh, and everything, but like I said, I take pride in what we did because I feel like we opened up doors for for the future. I think the playoff system became a conversation after that year. Correct. I think we was a big reason why things got got fast, got pushed forward, and now we had a playoff. You're yeah. absolutely right, Jason. Yeah. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, people really started paying attention to like strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. People really started diving into each conference, and uh, I mean that that year in that game. Actually helped the 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 uh, the, the middle schools, the, the little schools, the TCU's and the Boise States, right? Because then, you know, you had to start paying attention to who you schedule on, you know, out of conference games and those, um, you know, it was no longer we gonna get Chattanooga State. We right. had to start playing, had to start playing people like TCU's and Boise States, the the mid the mid, mid what they call it, the mid majors, mid majors. You had to start playing those 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 type of schools because. Again, you didn't want to be at the end of the year and be looking like how y'all were looking, 13-0, and, <laughs> right. and, and not getting the phone call. Right. 
Now, currently, right, you're exactly. on the Auburn Football Network uh, covering radio. And, again, I applaud you for doing an excellent job with that. Um, earlier this year, we had the unfortunate passing of um, Rod and Paula Bambert. Did you ever get a chance to get any insight from him uh, while he was calling those Auburn games? Yeah, you know, Rod was a guy that uh, it's my third year with him. And, uh, you know, when that happened, I remember this that day it happened. You know, that actually happened on my cousin's wedding day. You know, I was at a wedding and then uh, heard about it when I was driving home. Um, you know, Rod was a upstanding guy, always had high standards. You know, the way he called the game, uh, you know, he was the reason he was the voice of Auburn. I've always remember back in 2004, uh, you know, we ended up winning the game against the LSU in the back of the end zone and, and uh, and how everything he sounded on the radio just made everything sound like it was <laughs> tremendous. And then the year before that, when Cadillac ran uh, 80 yards against Alabama, the first play of the game for a touchdown, you know, he was saying, go crazy Cadillac. You know, that's still a, a big stand around Auburn. And, you know, just, uh, you know, what I've heard of his passing, you know, it was like, it just seemed like it was unreal. You know, it just seemed like, nah, it's just a mistake. You know, like it was a shock or something. And, uh, you know, it took it took at least a good week before it actually set in that you know that 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 really happened and uh, and everything. But uh, you know, he will always be cherished. You know, he will always be in the Auburn family and Auburn hearts, and uh, especially you know myself and Ronnie. You know, having the opportunity to to work along him and him and Andy Burchin and and all those guys and Paul and everyone uh, with the Auburn Football Sports Network. So, you know, uh, it's tough at the same time. Uh, you know, we're, he's always with us, you know, regardless. Right. Now, I got to – speaking of that, you and Ronnie both have done a great job of taking on and moving forward. How cool is it to, you know, be on the same network with your running back that you were with? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's cool. Uh, you know, we were college roommates in college. And then at the same time, like I said, you know, we we both played in the same backfield and mm-hmm. played the same amount of years in the NFL and, uh, and everything. You know, his kids, you know, part of my – you know, like my godchildren. So, uh, you know, I enjoy, you know, spending time with Ronnie. You know, we've really grown from over the years. And, you know, we had um, opportunities to to support each other, not just in football, but in, in our next world. You know, like now I do IT staff and a recruiting company, um, you know, QBJC Digital. And, you know, he's doing he's now a financial advisor. So, you know, we've done things outside of football to help, help better ourselves you know, for our futures as well. But, we you know, we took our platform that God has given us, and, we you know, we're just trying to utilize it to the best of our abilities. I mean, you must be looking at my notes here. That was my next segue. So what's the JB, I mean, QBJDC Digital? Yeah, yeah, QBJC Digital. Uh, like I said, it's an IT staff and a recruiting company. Uh, you can also find us online at QBJCDigital.com. Uh, um, what we do, we go out, we find uh, contracts. We try to get contracts with government, contracts with commercial companies, and we go out and we find talent, uh, and, and we try to fill those positions for for what they're looking for and uh, and everything. So it's been exciting, you know. It's, a, it's definitely a competitive world and competitive environment. But you know, me playing in the game of football, you know, throughout most of my life, you know, it's kind of prepared me for for this next step. But uh, but you know, we we I enjoy it, and like I said, my business partner Jason Caprietta as well and uh so we do a lot of those things that's what that's where the business is headed and uh, staff augmentation and direct hiring so you know if you're someone that's trying to get an it world or find an it job and want to be positioned somewhere you can find us at our website and you can also find us at our uh, email uh qb jason dot caprietta 
at qbjcdigital.com or jason.campbell at qbjcdigital.com. Excellent. What made you decide to do more IT? Well, I always wanted to get into the business world. Uh, you know, when I was playing in Washington with the Redskins, I met a lot of people that was in the tech world. Uh, also, when I went out to Oakland, played with the Raiders, I ran into a lot of people in the tech world. And then my business partner, he's been doing it for almost 20 years. And when he brought it to my attention and uh, said, hey, have you ever thought about anything that you want to do outside of uh, football uh, since your career is done and everything? And I was like, yeah. And uh, so he said, well, let's sit down and talk. So we sat down and talked and started, you know, talking about how to develop everything and how to come up with the business and get it structured right, make sure the foundation is set right first. So we was able to do all those things, and now, you know, we do most of our work out of Atlanta and D.C. area. So, you know, so kind of going back and forth a little bit. So that's how I kind of got in the IT world. Uh, I was actually coaching his son on my little AAU basketball team, and that's how we ended up meeting. So, you know, it's a small world. You never know how opportunities come. You're right. Uh, speaking of coaching, there's an opening in um, in Washington. You interested? Yeah. No, no, no. Hey, we. Hey, hey, I, I got one job for you to do. Since you're good at networking, can you go down and just find Joe Gibbs? <laughs> Have a little side conversation for him. Get him to come back, and then we'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, man. I just yeah, it's a tough position. You know, it's hard to see that franchise. You know, I remember when I was there. You know, always talking to the older head. You know, that played before us and. Uh, like I always tell people, if you keep getting a lot of talent coming through this, coming through that door, and you keep getting some of the same similar results, you know, over all these years, you know, and everything, and uh, you know, that means something else got to change. You know, it can't just always be the players and the coaches. You know, there got to be some changes in the mindset, you know, from the top, you know, and uh, and everything, and and understand that you know the difference in how you build teams and grow teams. And, you know, like I said, when I was there, it was a lot of chaos and everything. I can remember that. And, you know, most guys that left there have had successful careers. You know, I went to Oakland. It was you know, 12 and 7 as a start before I broke my collarbone. You know, we're winning. We're doing really good things there. And, uh, you know, Carlos Rogers left and he comes a pro bowler at San Francisco and, you know, and other guys, you know. So it's just. Oh, you ain't got to tell me, Jason. To football. <laughs> Jason, you ain't got to. Listen, I'm going to help you out even right now. The last three coaches that we have. <laughs> They are, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say 12 and 0 this season. LaFour, <laughs> there's the offensive coordinator for the Packers. You got right. um, uh, my man out there in the Rams. They're right. they're 5 and 0, and you got my man Shanahan and San Fran, who's 4 and 0, who might can go 5 and 0 tonight. tonight. <laughs> so, and yeah. these are coaches you just had in the last three seasons. To your points, so I'm gonna help you out because I know. When people hear stuff, they're going to be like, well, Jason Campbell, I said it. <laughs> From the top, you're all right. From the top to the bottom, and after a while, you got to start looking in the mirror and realizing um, it's not the coaches. Even in this in this case, though, I had no problem with letting Gruden go. But it's not the, right, always right. the coaches. It's not always the players. It's how you're letting talent, not just on the field, but in the staff. How does that happen? How do you – because you had – if I'm not mistaken, from college and through your your career, you had a different OC, OC every year. Every year. <laughs> so help me under help us understand how that works behind the scenes because we have a quarterback here in Atlanta that seems to 
his professional career, he seems to have a different offensive coordinator every Not second year. Every second year. <laughs> so how does that happen as a quarterback and as a player and you see that transition happen is not stability? Like what can you give us some insight without, you know, dropping bombs on people? <laughs> how does that work? You know, kind of what's the the work yeah, of that? Yeah, it's uh like I said, it's a reason that Tom Brady, you know, always want his coordinator to steal there. You know, like um, the offense coordinator in, for for um, New England. You know, it's a it's a reason. You know, Josh Daniels is still the coordinator. You know, he's had opportunities to go other places and become the head coach, but you know, he tried that once, but then he went back to New England, and and you best believe Brady is talking to Belichick all the time about hey, whatever it takes to keep this guy here because it's just that important. And then you look at Andy Reid. Every quarterback Andy Reid has ever had had them in the Pro Bowl, and they've always had successful careers. It's only a few guys that's like, they get those opportunities those guys got into play with those type of coaches, because the thing is, when you become a coach in the National Football League, you're always scrutinized, you're always pressured, and even, you know, in quarterback position, you know, everyone, you know, yes, you get too much credit sometimes, but a lot of times you get too much blame. And you can't say things publicly because then, that's a that that that's not good for the team. It's not good for the surroundings. It's not good for yourself. So a lot of times you have to eat a lot of things, and you have to take that stuff home with you. And you just got to continue just to try to do what you got to do to stay ahead of the game by just working as hard as you can. But it's extremely hard. And you look at Eli Manning, a guy that had the same offense coordinator for years, and he had an opportunity to go to two Super Bowls. But what happened when he changed coordinators? He hadn't been the same Eli Manning since he changed coordinators. And and it's tough because for me, every time I got to the next step, like you look at me, anytime I stay with a coordinator for two years, the first year I have a good year. Next year my number is even better than that year. And then I never get to the third phase where I'm like, okay, I already know all the checks to this. I already know all the checks to that because I've done those in the last two years. So I know what's, what's good against this defense, what's good against that defense. So now I can change a play and you feel comfortable doing it because you already know what works. But what happens when you change coordinators, you start all the way back over from scratch because every coach wants their own words, they want their own terminology, and they want they want you to do things their way. So you're pretty much just scratching everything you learn and you're starting over. So I always try to pencil something that I learned from the previous and make it try to carry over to the next one so it not make me feel like I was starting all the way over from, from nothing. But that's pretty much how it is. So every time you take two steps forward, you feel like you're taking three steps backwards in order to get ahead. Now, I, I, I got another question for you, uh, Jason. So with that, with what you just said, how much and, – and, 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 and tell me if I'm wrong. So with you not ever being able to get, to, I guess, to say a perennial quarterback as far as everybody wants to put certain quarterbacks in the top ten, okay. you know. You, you was a good uh-huh. quarterback, but I, you never got to that that plateau as being what people consider a great quarterback. Right. When you a great quarterback and you have that kind of cachet, how much how mm-hmm. much power does the quarterback then have to to dictate to the offensive coordinator on what he may want to have done? Oh, like that's just, once you get to that type of role, and you like I said, you get that type of that type of power. Look no further than the Green Bay Packers right now. You know Aaron Rodgers. You know, like you see, you see the things now that he's he had the conversation, you know, with with Matt Lafleur, you know, about hey, you know, I've been doing this for eleven years now, you know, like don't 
take everything from me, still give me those opportunities to change into those plays that I've been doing for a long time because that's helped make me who I am. You know, that's molded me into being the quarterback that I am today. So, you know, they had those conversations, and you can still see him like now, okay, he's letting Aaron make some of those checks. And they're still, you know, getting to the point where they're getting onto the same page. But you can see them having conversation on the sideline where Matt LaFleur, he respects Aaron's, Aaron's knowledge of the game. And Aaron respects his knowledge of the game. So it's got to a point where, okay, I don't want to take everything from this guy that's been learning all this because Aaron Rodgers now has cliche. So what you going to do with Aaron Rodgers if, if he goes out there and change a play? Uh, what you gonna bench him? You gonna cut him? No, you, can't, <laughs> you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? And Aaron knows that. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? So when Aaron knows that, he know he can do those type of things. Where if you was in my position, you felt like, and you know, being a minority quarterback as well, you mm-hmm. felt like, oh man, if I do this, they gonna cut me, or you know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be haywire. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's a difference. But once you get that title, you can do certain things because you know they can't really touch you in a way. Like, We're going to replay this part I know for some for, Falcon for fans. some Falcon fans <laughs> and on the reason why we really kind of go hard on on Matt Ryan. On Matt Ryan. Cause they they have Matt Ryan in that top ten. Right at the cusp. Right at the cusp. Now, I, to defend Matt Ryan, he's gone through a whole lot of offensive coordinators. coordinators. That's the reason why I asked that question. Yeah. How much cachet does a, a great or high paid quarterback right. have with the offensive coordinator? So it sounds like to me, a Matt Ryan maybe don't have a hold of the playbook like, like we, we all. Thought, like I we told think you, he don't have the keys and to the that's, car. That's not you, Jason, right. saying that. That's right. me <laughs> saying that. <laughs> but the thing, yeah, the thing about Matt, the thing for Matt Ryan is, you know, he had Shanahan. He put up outstanding numbers, and then when he had, uh, you know, even Steve Sarkeesian. You know, he still put up really good numbers. You know, it's, and everything. But the thing is, like I said. He kept changing. He keep going through changing quarter. It's just it's not just him that keep changing. You gotta think Julio and all the offensive linemen, everybody, they all gotta learn a new offense. So when everybody gotta learn new offense and new words and new new terminology, it takes you back a little bit. Where if you can stick with that same system for a while and you got those same core group of players around you, man, you walk into OTAs, you already five steps ahead. You're not starting over. You know what I'm saying? You just you watch your film and be like, okay, we need to do this better this year. We kind of messed up on that last year. But when you start over with a new offense coordinator, you're pretty much scratching that. You can't even go back. You go back and watch that film, but you ain't even run that same play this year. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't even really matter. So, you know, all that's a good thing for him, though, you know, he continued to get paid, you know, throughout of it. So he still has stability. He still has comfort. And, uh, you know, so at the end of the day, he still can sleep at night because it's not affecting his overall check for his family to take care of his family. But it is over. It is affecting his opportunity to be successful on the field and you know to carry the team to where he wants to get them because they have so much changeover. So, you know, that's that's a big difference between him and him and my situation. Okay, okay. All right. All right, we gotta get to college football. What happened to Auburn down in the swamp this past weekend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I've been catching it from, you know, all my gator all my gator fans, <laughs> fans, so I've been catching it. Well I'm gonna be honest with you, you know, you you know, that type of environment is a, it's a, it's one of the best environments to play football in. Um, you know, it is a tough environment. But, uh, you know, like I said, anytime you turn the football over, you know, that type of atmosphere, you, and like our defense played really good, but they gave up two big, huge plays. You know, the big run for uh, a long yeah. running in the first in the half catch, and the second slant. half. Yeah, mm-hmm. slant. So, you know, those type of plays, you know, defense coordinator going to be still upset because he's going to say, 
guy. You can play great all day, but you give up two big plays like that, it's going to cost you. And then offensively, I just feel like we never got the run game going. Uh, you know, Bo was kind of, you know, a situation where he was, you know, scrambling around and trying to make some plays sometimes. And, uh, you know, he's still learning. You know, of course, you know, he, the, the pick, you know, in the end zone, you know, was a tough one. I think he never saw the guy. Uh, but at the same time, you know, he's still learning, and uh, there's going to be some bumps in the road. Uh, you know, you got a young quarterback, and like I said, he'll respond. His dad played, you know, college ball, was a very good quarterback. So, you know, I'm pretty sure he's talking to him about, hey, just respond. You know, don't worry about it. Learn from it. Move on from it. You know, you got other big games coming up this year. You know, we still got LSU, we still got Georgia, we still got Alabama. So, you know, you got to take your wounds and uh, and just keep moving forward. But uh, you know, I think the guys will bounce back and uh, understand that you know sometimes you can start feeling really good about yourself, and sometimes you get a wake up call. And you know, I think we ran it up against a really good defense, and uh, you know, let's give Florida some credit. You know, Florida played good. You know, they played outstanding on defense. The quarterback got got hurt. The other guy came in. He still kept him afloat, and then that guy came back and uh, played good ball. So you know, let's give them some credit. They they did what they needed to do to win the game as well. Can we go ahead and give uh, Derek Brown the Outland Trophy? Yeah, yeah, that man, he, he's <laughs> definitely going to win the Outland Trophy. And then uh, he also going to be a top five pick. You know, that kid there, man, like he's, like to be as big as he is, he's so agile and so, uh, like, quick off the ball and, you know, just so athletic. And, you know, those two plays he made in that game, you know, the fumble, you know, and then the, the sack, the sack and knock the ball out and then the catch it and still run down the field. You know, so pretty athletic play. So you know, he's making a, he's making a household name for himself. I gotta ask you, California has passed the law, the Fair Play to Fair Play to Pay Act, and where kids can now get paid off of their likeness. You think it's a good idea? Well, I'm talking about it's fair. You know, what I'm saying like you think about it, like shoot, all the 17 jerseys and 24 jerseys and Cam Newton number two jersey at Auburn. You think about all those jerseys that were sold at Auburn, I didn't see any of that money. Cam didn't see that money. Kyle didn't see any of that money. But you know who all got the money? The school. Like, the, Yeah, the school gets the money. So the school that made a whole bunch of money, and you didn't see one cent off any of your jerseys sale. And guess what? If you play terrible, do you think your jersey going to sell? No. So that means you actually have to do something in order for your jerseys to sell in which means if you were winning at these big universities, the university can make $100 million this year off of Auburn or off of LSU school or Alabama or Georgia. They can make $100 million. Yeah, the coach's salary go up. The coach the coach reaches the benefit of what his players do. So when the players ball out, the coach's salary go up to $8, $10 million salaries, but the players still haven't got paid. You got to hope and pray that you make it to the league in order for you to uh, to get paid as well. Yeah, I get it. You know, you get an education and everything. That's really, that's good. That's great. But at the same time, your body takes a beating, and there's no payment for that. And so I feel like you can sit down and sign some autographs, and your jerseys can sell. The reason people want your autographs and your jerseys sell, that means you must be doing something good for the university and something good on the field. So, yeah, you're getting paid for that. I don't see a problem for that. I um I hundred percent agree. Hundred percent. It's um, about time. Last week we were talking about this, and I kind of went back to the Northwestern kids, and you know forming a union, forming a union. And I, for individual, you mentioned about your body taking the abuse. So unlike if I'm going to school for engineering and I get an internship, 
my body's not taking an abuse. I'm not, you know, you know, I make I make and go to a paid uh, internship. Yeah. Or not in paid internship, but I'm gonna have that opportunity and they're not gonna check whether or not the the job that I'm going to takes me to lunch. You know what I mean? Or takes me to matter of fact, I need to go to a networking function. I need to go to those things. So if you're gonna look at a football player or a basketball player as a student athlete, like any other student, there are opportunities in which you need to go to network. You need to go to to do certain things. So I would like to see maybe the next level to be where whether you are the the number one kid on the team or the two hundredth kid on the team, your body takes a takes an abuse and somehow you are taking care of beyond college football, beyond, you know, Yeah, I got a good example for that. You look at uh, what's a kid who played for Alabama maybe about eight years ago, Protho or something Pro-tho. like that, the mm-hmm. receiver. This kid was going pro. And then you saw the injury. It was such a bad injury that he couldn't even play football anymore. You know what I'm saying? So at the same time, he was going to go make some money, but now he got to go get a job. You know what I'm saying? Like, But that job not going to pay him the same income that he was going to be making if he went to the National Football League. You know what I'm saying? So it should be some type of something to say, okay, we may can't give you millions, but we know you was about to go be a, a pick or something. Or even, like you said, you don't have to be the best player on the team. Like, you can be the the last person on the team, and your body's still taking a pound on whether it's in practice or whether it's in game. Yeah. You know, because if you're in practice, you're having game. If you're not a player that's a starter, you're still banging against guys in practice to help get the guys ready to play, yeah. the starters ready to play. So your body's still going through something. So, like I said, yeah, it's hard. Everybody said, well, you get an education paid for. You get an education paid for. Yeah, you get an education paid for. But guess what, though? You can get hit the wrong way one time, and that could be it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and at the end of the day, like, I just feel like there's no payment for what your body goes through. Like, you know, I see too many guys used to say when I was playing ball, like, man, Take care of your body. Take care of your body. Take care of your body. Because when you're over with, it's not that first or three or four years out the league. It's when you start hitting seven, ten, fifteen years out the league that you really start to feel it. And I've seen guys like that's my age, thirty-seven, and they are struggling to get around. And like I have a bad left knee already, and there I've had surgery on it, and it continues to get worse. And the doctor has already told me like. You know, as far as you playing basketball or any of that, that's over with. That's done. So I know I can't go in the yard and play basketball if I have a son or whatever. I'm going to have to wear a brace and just play slow ball but not going to the gym or right up and down the court with him. So you lose some things in life as well, you know, when you play that game. But at the same time, you play the game because you love it. And I always tell my nephews, if you don't love it, then don't play it because you got to love football to play football. I 100% agree with you there, man. Got you, man. Right. I, listen, I, I agree with that slow ball. Right. That, listen. You got to pick up golf. If, if, you, uh, if you pick me on the team, I, I'm catching shooting. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, before we let you get out of here, question about these young quarterbacks that are in the league now. Who do you like? The Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jacksons, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones? Uh, You know, I like Mahomes. I also like, uh, you know, he's not young anymore, but Russell Wilson is doing an outstanding job. Mm-hmm. He, he you know, like, MVP this year to me. You know, right now to me, he's the lead MVP. Agree. You know, with, with what he's doing. Uh, I don't think he gets enough credit with having less around him and doing the things that he's doing. And, uh, you know, like Mahomes, great arm, you know, made a couple great throws last night, you know, on, on improvising, extending the plays. Uh, Lamar Jackson is, you know, kind of like a younger Vic. 
you know, just a right-handed quarterback. And, uh, you know, he'll continue to grow and continue to learn as well. Um, but, yeah, you look around, you know, there's some young guys that's, uh, that's doing some good things and uh, having opportunities to, to go out and make plays. Um, so, but, yeah, right now, if I have to say, as far as league MVP, you know, it was Mahomes and Russell Wilson right there. But I think Russell is kind of extending himself above the pack a little bit right now. I agree with you 100%. Hey, we appreciate you calling in, man. Let everybody know again about QBJC Digital. Yeah, you go to QBJCDigital.com, and you can see us, uh, me and my business partner. We do IT staffing and recruiting and uh, staff augmentation and direct hiring. And uh, that's our website, QBJCDigital.com. I also do a podcast uh, called Believe.com. It's uh, Jason Campbell Taylor Davis. We talk about Auburn football, and uh, that is B, B as in boy. L-E-A-V dot com and uh, you can find Jason Campbell and Taylor Taylor Davis on there and listen to our podcast each Friday day before the game hey sounds great you got a week off until Arkansas so uh, hopefully that'll be better than what happened in the swamp <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 it'll be better hey you know, you know can't, can't overlook Arkansas though you know every every game is a, a different game of its own alright appreciate you once again man yes sir thank you yeah, War Eagle. yeah I appreciate it no problem So once again, that was Jason uh, Campbell, former Auburn quarterback, and now part of the Auburn um, network. Yeah, man, and Washington Redskins quarterback, and Washington, Oakland Raiders. With my Bears, I thought he was the Bears yeah, too. Yeah, he, he, he went Washington Bears, then Oakland. Washington, Oakland, then, then Bears, Bears, okay, then Cincinnati. I didn't realize he was Cincinnati. He was Cincinnati. Okay. He was uh, behind Andy, Andy Dalton. Okay, Andy I bet he had to be back up at Cincinnati, but yeah, he started at, at, at all the at other places. places. Yeah. Correct, and that's yeah. why I called. That's why I say I, he's a Good quarterback. He never had the chance to. He well, like he broke his collarbone. Bone, collarbone, but he never he got to about that. About to be got to that on third that level. That third year with with the, an OC, with, with the same OC. So, um, but I mean, listen, from the go all four years in college and your first four to five years in the league with a different coordinator every single, every single year. year I, you know, I might need to apologize to that man. <laughs> you were great. You were great. <laughs> you, <laughs> Put some respect on his I name. <laughs> you were great. I mean, the, how hard that is. But um, he kind of he, – he broke it down. And so there's a lot of things in there we can defend Matt Ryan on. There's a lot of things in there we can jump on Matt Ryan too. I will – You got to defend him on the I will, OCs. The OCs. Um I think I will defend him and jump on him because he he made the point in there about you having the cachet and, and the, to and go the coordinator. say, hey, I want yeah. this coordinator to stay. Actually, I won't blame Matt Ryan at all. He made the point about doing what you got to do to keep the offensive coordinator there. There, I'm gonna go. We knew Shanahan here in Atlanta was leaving by week six, week seven of that year. We knew he was leaving. Everybody knew. He was, everybody knew he was pretty much gone. If you seen the progression that was going on, two things should have happened. And this is what I was talking to. That um, was the MVP year. Yeah. That was the Super Bowl year. You asked upper management, Dimitrov, uh, and 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 old boy. McKay? No. Dimitrov and Uncle uh, Arthur. And Uncle Arthur, you gotta say, hey, cut look, check. cut the check for this man. Pay this man. And he and, and Matt Ryan need to be saying that too. Hey, cut this man a check. I'm an MVP this I'm year. I'm MVP this year. This is the best I've had. And I've been at this point, I've been here at Atlanta Nine, for six, seven years. Eight eight years at that point. How when he won MVP. That's what, 10 years now in the league? So that's seven years? So roughly. So I've been here. Cut that man the check. Yeah. Just, and it'd be one thing if you got to the offseason and then 
he decided to leave and left you with not enough time. Right. But you knew week six, week seven, he was going to go. Or people were talking about we were him. talking going. about him. You know what I mean? Taking our so, coaching job. So kind of, kind of, kind of, write the check. That's my problem. I think I have with a lot of Atlanta sports. We don't pay to. We pay to be competitive. We don't pay to win. And you oh, go and, and you go to look at New England. New England was like, you know what? Josh, that he left. He left. He, he, left. Like, no. he, he left. signed the papers and everything. He got the phone call. <laughs> he got the phone call. Don't leave. Come back. Yep. And I got he was a, Colts. He had signed with yeah, the Colts. I got a black check for you. That's what you pay when that you want to get guy, No, literally, he had signed that he was going to be a coach. Yeah. And, of course, New England had to pay for that it, because they had already signed yeah, him. Yeah. They were like, it's willing. we're willing to do that. Willing to pay the Colts X amount of dollars. Did they win again? <laughs> yeah, they and did. I won twice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's my one a problem I have with. Atlanta sports organizations, we don't pay to win. Even when we win it, we don't pay to continue to win. You know what I'm saying? So I am at the point with this year, is the season over or is it done? Talking about put respect on my name. Right. Is you is this, is you finished or you through? Right. <laughs> I mathematically they still in it. They won they one and five. One and four, right? They're still in it. They won and four. Correct. You know, but are, but can you tell me they're gonna wind up going seven and three, eight and two? No, I can't. Okay, so if they can't do that, because you gotta you gotta get the ten wins. Nine and seven don't win your division. Nine, nine and nine seven, seven is pushing. Nine and seven That's won't pushing. get you a wild card. Nine and seven only. In, you can be nine and seven unless you win five or six in your division. That's the only way. Well, I don't. Well, I don't because by that way, by that means you might have tiebreakers. Yeah, or whatever yeah. But the case. right now, you 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 got. Do you see them going five is, and six in the division? That's possible. It's, po- but the, it's his, possible. Only because, and the only reason I say this is because they they stacked the division of games back to back to back at the end. Well, I mean, that's I the only reason. Yeah, but right. What, but what you got? What you got to make a wild card? Right now, they one and four, right? So you got ten games left. So yeah. They, so they yeah. got to go. So they got to go eight and two. If they go eight and two. Then what? That's nine. Make sure I'm doing my math right. That's nine wins, right? So I guess you had nine and seven. I mean that. No. 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 It's you, one and four. It's five. It's eleven games. Eleven left. games. Eleven, left. 11 so, games left. So you got to go eight and three. Eight, eight and three. three has you at nine and seven. Correct. That's for a wild card. Right. Yeah. You, it, but yeah. We've yeah. seen so many wild cards win Super Bowls. But here's yeah. the problem. Or at least NFC Championship no, yeah, yeah. game. Just to get so in. to get in. Just to get in. I'm saying to get in, you got to be nine and seven. Minnesota's what? Three and two. Three and two. Everybody in that division about three and two. My Bears are three and two. Three and two. Packers are four. And Detroit's one, three zero oh and one. That that tie helps Detroit. They two one and one. Detroit's two one and one now. Two one and one. Okay. Um, Green Bay four and one. Dallas is what three and two. Three and two. Three yeah. and two. Philly, Philly the same. Three, three and Philly's, two. Philly's three and now two. Now they do got the 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 head to head with Philly. Right. And then out west, you got four and zero San Fran. Five and zero. Three and zero. They played tonight. Three and zero San Fran. I had a bye week. Three and zero San right. Fran. Five four, four and one. Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks. I mean, uh, and four and one the Rams. Three and two. Rams three Man, and two. Lost two games already. Yeah, three and two. Yeah, I know yeah. you lost to Seattle on Thursday. Three really? and two. Okay, so you still—I mean, you still got a stack. You know what I mean? Everybody's jumbled up in there, but they gotta go. They gotta go eight, eight and three, three. They to go get eight, the nine and seven. They gotta go eight and three and have help. Yeah, and have help. Yeah, and I'm asking you right now. No, all honesty, do you see them at eight and three with this defense? No. Okay, then. so they so they threw. They're not done. No. <laughs> You can't do that. You can't. No, that's that's my that's my whole point. That you are jumping the gun. Like you're like. And my point is this. Okay, 
when you look at a team, you make a project, you make a prediction and a projection, right? Mm-hmm. And once you start seeing inklings of that, you automatically go to, okay, that's what they are. No, you're not there yet. Now, are you getting there? Absolutely. Are the red flags warning? Are the sirens going off? Absolutely. Well, I'll but ain't time to take Yeller out back yet. Our predictions were nine and seven. I had, I had him at I eight. You're looking good. That's what I'm saying. Like, I had him at nine I and seven. I said eight and eight, maybe nine and seven. And, and, you're looking good to be correct. That's what I would say at this point. But they got to lose one more game for you to be like, yeah. That's going to happen Wednesday. I mean, uh, they're going to lose So the you got them losing to Arizona, yes or no? Yeah. No. I don't, honestly. Because I don't. I think, on my, the road. I think my understanding is they left from Houston, headed to Arizona. Yeah, they're, they're there right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. on the West Coast. And I think Dan's going to coach for his job. I think he's Which good. is in you know, question right now. Exactly. I think he's going to coach for his job. I think this is the game determines Jan Quinn's career in Atlanta. I do. That's why I really honestly, honestly, God, it ain't no – you can – so you can you, so, you can win you can win this game right he can win this game but if the defense and gives him more than twenty points yeah twenty four points I think he's going to well, be fine at the end of the year yeah at the end of the year at the end of the year, end of the year. At but at this is the, the game year. that's going to determine Dan yes. Quinn's Dan Quinn's career in Atlanta and and to be honest with you that like that's the only like that's the only um, exclamation point on this team right now is like it, it's all on. Offense is clicking. Okay, I mean it took freaking forever for it to get there, but they're finally getting up there. You know, you can see you can see the the uh, the progression. They still need to work on the run game. Freeman, like you said, I do believe Freeman has lost a step. Yeah. But they are running back by committing, and they're starting to do more things like we talked about last week. They are doing the swing outs, blah blah blah. This right. that, the third. Okay, cool. So you f- you figured that out. Now you got to get that defense under uh, uh, squared away. You got an opponent that, and it should have been Houston. That's what's always going to be. Even if Dan wins this game. It should have been Houston because uh, well, uh, well, Deshaun Watson got sacked 18 times in season so far. Yeah. You only got one pressure. One. One touch. Excuse me. One touch. You didn't Vic, sack him. Vic Beasley wasn't even in the box score. No. They were having about that. Not, not even a half attack. Well, ha- well, think he about wasn't it. even in the they box score, Vic. period. They pulled Vic. You weren't paying attention I, in the third quarter. They pulled him and put in and Campbell. I am. And so. Had Vic dropping. This, this, so this goes <laughs> again. Back, this goes back to my. But this point. is the defense again. Giving up, I want to say, an average of 26 points a game. Yeah. So, regardless to, to that point, whether win or lose, if the defense gives up another 26 points or more, he's gone at the end of the year. What did you bring him over here for? For defense. Defense. That's why I will fire him. And right. No, no. And, and, and to Campbell's point, I, okay, we'll give the offense a chance to get going mm-hmm. because uh, Dirk is, uh, you know. Another coordinator. Another coordinator, another whatever. So, learned. Right, another language, yeah. which is truly what it is. I remember saying that the last time he was on. It's like learning a new language. So, I'll yeah, Matt's used to him, but everybody, the other 10 guys ain't. Oh, not used to him, right. Yeah. So you're learning something mm-hmm. different. I'll get an offense a chance to catch up. But the defense, to that point, what you brought him in for cannot be giving up this many and points. And so here's why I was saying before we got on air, if, at the end of the year, if I get rid of Quinn, I'm getting rid of Dimitrov too. And here's why I'm going to go back. When I talked about upper organization wanting to, to do things to win, I'm going back two seasons ago. But who, who's making the decisions that's on what, player personnel? I don't. That, is it Quinn or is it Dimitrov? And that's what I, that's what we talked to about me, earlier. To me, they tied to the hip. I do things. I, I think. What I'm honestly just who has the final say from a thousand that's what I, I've from had, three thousand feet. I haven't figured it out. It looks like Dan gets like it looked like like Arthur said. All right, Dan. Who what who what do you see here in this draft? And Dan picks a handful of guys, right? right? And he says, these are my tier one, tier two, two tier three. Right, yeah. Then Tom comes back and says, okay, I can pick from these guys. So I don't think Tom, I don't think Dimitrov is actually doing the scouting, blah, 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 this, that, and that, like you're supposed to, what, went third. I honestly believe none of these guys look like anything that, that okay. Thomas Dimitrov has ever gone after before. So I'm going to ask this other question mm. then. Who cuts? I'm going back two years ago because to me, the problem happened two years ago. 
we two years ago, like if you get sick, they, you try to they try to figure out what caused the problem, so they can fix the problem. It happened two years ago, after the Super Bowl, that year they were eleven and five. If you go back and watch, the offense wasn't clicking. They could have really been thirteen and three or fourteen and two that year. There was two games. There was, if you go back and look at all the games, there were two games the offense laid eggs. The defense carried that team that year. The, offense, the year after the Super Bowl. No, the year the oh, year they I would were take ele- that back. I would the year, the year they went eleven and five. They went to the Super Bowl. But that wasn't because of defense. It was because of the offense. No, I yeah, I, I, I totally disagree. No, it was the I, offense. The offense I, wanted to putting up thirty plus points a game, and the defense was giving over twenty five sometimes. That I disagree. We can go back. And the, to year, and the year after that, defense kept all teams under twenty. The defense kept them in that ten and six year. I say for two years, the defense clicked for two years. Okay. The, and, and you brought Dan Quinn over from Seattle, and the whole thing was, we're going to be Seattle 2.0. That was 2015, right? He brought he brought in. he brought Which one? Which one? When, when he first came, when Dan came? No, no, no. The Super Bowl year was 16. 16. 16. Well, 15, 16, yeah. 15, 16, right. Yeah. So, they, uh, they uh, beat the Eagles 26-14, beat the Giants 24-20. Dallas 39-28, Texans 48-21, Redskins 25-19, Saints 31-21. So they were giving up points. uh, In that Super Bowl run. In that Super Bowl run. Yeah, they they were just outscoring everybody. They were outscoring. And the next year, the offense, you know, lost a step, and the defense kept – and the defense is the only reason why they were relevant, to be honest with you, because they couldn't put any points in. That was the beginning of all the uh, where's the touchdowns from Julio gripe. And the um, 49ers won 17-16. The Colts beat them 24-21. Vikings beat them 20-10. The Bucks won 23-19. The Panthers beat them 38-0. And that's when they beat the Jacks 23-17. They beat the Panthers 20-13. And then they beat uh, – they lost to the Saints the last game 2017. In that 11-5 year? Mm-hmm. I can go back, and I don't have to talk in my head for another discussion. There were two or three games to me. The offense laid laid the egg and not the defense. Well, that was the Panthers, thirty-eight zero. That was a Super Bowl. Yeah. This is a Super Bowl year, right? 2015-16. Yeah. So my point is, if you brought a guy over, and when any story, you're gonna have a beginning, a middle, and an end, and you want it all to correlate, to correlate together. You brought Dan over. You brought Quinn over from Seattle. The draft, what you started drafting, changed because you were trying to build Seattle 2.0. Yeah. They traded for Poe. Because I think Barbara was already here. They mm-hmm. traded for Poe. So they started emulating that Legion of Boom. The Legion of Boom strength was the D-line in the middle, and then everything else got good. Yeah. Even then, Trufant wasn't a shutdown corner. No, Aldridge wasn't a shutdown not, corner. By any stretch. You, you, drafted, you drafted Beasley to fit in this 2.0 defense, Seattle 2.0. He was supposed to come off the edge. His best year was when Poe and Barbara was there. I'm saying, and then at the Super Bowl, everything jailed. If they won the Super Bowl... The MVP was going to come. That was twenty. It was twenty sixteen seventeen. Seventeen. If the, that was that was the year before. Okay. This, I'm just saying the Super Bowl. If they had won that, the MVP more than likely should have. If not have went. To, if it went to an offensive guy, it really should have went to to either went. It, I'll, number one be Grady Jerry. Yeah, and then number two had, be Julio in that yeah, game. Yeah, he had three sacks. If Atlanta had a one. whole bunch of pressure because <clears throat> those were the two I mean? best players in that yeah. game. I'm just saying. Now in the very next year, it's time to re-sign those guys on the interior line. No, they were giving up a lot of points in the Super Bowl year. Yeah. Um, oh, they were? Okay. They were just outscoring everybody. 45-32, 48-33, 23-16. They and lost 26-24. They lost 33-30. Mm-hmm. Then they won 33-32, 43-28. 
They lost 24-15. So maybe they that's going. So maybe that's the year everybody was like, if we could just come down to 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 a top fifteen or top ten team with the same offense, then we should right. we should run for the next two or three years. Then, yeah. I, then I apologize on my on, on that's my. Why, that's, that's what I was saying. It's like it. it I can under I get I get I what you were Dan, but not, Tom. Not, not at, no, but at the end of the day, you got the D line. You you see you he had all the pieces except for one piece left. You you got the D line. Yeah, but whose decision was that? Was that that's, his or was that Dan? That's what we get into. That's I feel they. Both, I think it's Dan. I feel they both tied to the hip. I mean, you can you can blame Tom because of the position because he's the GM. I yeah okay right, you can blame yeah. him, but if we're talking about who's at fault, I think it's Dan. Well, we, at what <laughs> at, at, at what point do you? At what point do you realize? I have never seen. Well, I won't say never seen. There's a handful of head coaches that really dictate how they draft. Was that? Do you tell me Dan Quinn in a two to three years period of time got to the point where he can dictate who you draft? Yes, because he came here with a so, Super Bowl. So he, he was, came here with a Super Bowl from Seattle. That was his whole mo. That's how he got the too. job. Could've yeah, been, it could have could have been too. So yes, I do okay. think that after okay. after if he hadn't gotten if they had not made the Super Bowl run in that second year, then you would have more cachet for what you're saying. I would I would like okay, but okay. yes, okay. considering he did the Legion of Boom, he had the Super Bowl ring, and he came here, and in year two you, he takes you to it. Absolutely, I think that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then he got then Dimitrov. It's off. Yeah. I th- that's okay. what I'm saying. I think. I think that. So Dimitrov will be where where Dan is now next year if they're still having these same type of problems. Okay. You get what I'm saying? That's what I think. I, but listen, it's just too soon. I I, I I will I will bow to your <laughs> rebuttal on that one. I'm just saying. Then he, then he's crazy then because then he should know his strength of his defense in Seattle was the D line. Yeah. And there's no way in the world you let those two. You, I can get one guy, man. You you may get Poe to walk. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. sign both. But both your interior guys walk. You can't let both of them walk. And since then, Beasley ain't been nothing. Yeah, you should have kept one because you already had you already had Grady. You went ahead and you got McKinley. Right. You know what I mean? I agree with like, you, you know, on that part. You shouldn't so, have let both of them walk. One, yes. And and I, I know everybody thinking, oh, but you gotta pay these guys. You had the money at that point. That's my point about you had the money my, at that point to point, do it. That's my point. You probably about, couldn't do no long term deal. But that's right. my point about the organization wanting to win a championship. You gotta pay to win. So even if you do it in short term, and then to you, then to your points about you pay Matt all this money now. There's no money for nobody else. You know what I mean? You you now are are saying I gotta score th- Matt and then gotta score forty th- points a game now. Well, they're giving up twenty six, so you gotta score at least thirty. You know how all that is. That's the average. Yeah, but you know it's messed exactly. up. Exactly. For, with the, with the for ex- a defensive coordinator, head coach, maybe that's not hard. If you the offense, if you are offensive, the coordinator, offensive coordinator as a head coach, maybe that's not. Maybe that's not as hard. You got it's a tall order. It's, it was still a tall order, but you mm-hmm. got Andy Reid. That's they scored twenty five for the last 15, 16 games straight. Now they didn't score twenty five last night, right. but <laughs> you go. You know, well, you gonna have a game. You gonna have two. a game or two, but. If you, On got, average, if, if you got to come out, and they were still in that game, the defense held up. They only, yeah. scored, they only gave up 19. So you're going to tell me every night, though, every Sunday, I got to put up 27? Yep. Yeah. Every That's Sunday? It. Every Sunday. It's actually me. That's NFC. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I hate to be that way because think about who's – like, think about the scores we're seeing. It ain't, like, we're being, we ha- we've seen historic – we've seen collegiate blowouts in the last two, three years. And it's, you know, with the rule changes yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, last year, just last season, we had the highest scoring NFL game ever. I mean, that's, that's what they want, though. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what so they yeah, want. you that's do have want. to score 25, 27 points a game. Yeah, well, that's like the new standard. Well, then you can't. Then, then you can't hire no more head coaches. Now I'm gonna say, 
I, you, but that's why you saying this. That's why all that, the new head yeah. coaches are all offensive, offensive coordinators. coordinators. Yeah, yeah, they are. None of them are defensive coordinators anymore. Yeah, because you you got to be able to on the fly that, change it up. That exactly. might be that might be the big issue because we got a defensive guy. Yeah, exactly. In an offensive league. Yeah, I mean it is. It, I, here, here's my thing. Even if Dan gets it together, I still don't want him as a head coach at this point. The, I, I, I will I will keep him as a DC if he if he wants to stay around. I'm about to say the only way if that he gets works, it together, the only way that works. Goes back to what Jason was talking about. If you're the Patriots, because Belichick is a defensive-minded coach, but he gives, he gives certain freedoms he gives to, to Josh Daniels, um, Josh Daniels and Brady. Yeah, he allows them a. He lets them all run the offense. That is exactly. True. Yeah. He just picks the guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He just picks the guys. Now I will say this: you, you, you saying they're not through, just done. I'm saying they threw. In my analogy, the ovens all, warm and they're they basting. Done or they threw. They ain't, they ain't in there done. yet. I'm saying but they're they basting, bro. Okay, so He's, at Arizona, lost. Um, the Rams come in town, lost. Seattle comes in town, lost. They go to New Orleans. Lost. Why are you even asking him these questions? <laughs> no, no. You talking about? <laughs> We're trying to find eight the wins. The defense, well, that's it. Then. The defense that's is giving it. up 25 points. That's it. You know what? That's I, it. I go back. They may beat Arizona. Rams going to score 27 points. Are who, they? Who, who next? Are well, they? That's a 1 o'clock game coming here. Are they? Because the Rams are a question the, mark team, and too. The, and the West Coast has, this year, anybody at 1 o'clock has won so far. I, I've been going with that theory this year, and it has not worked. But So, we'll, so maybe two wins. Get two. Okay. Two. okay. okay. Seattle comes in town for that, the that's 1 o'clock game. That's, that's, that's a loss. That's a loss. That's a loss. <laughs> so, either way, either it's the Ram game or the yeah, Seattle, one that's, of those. That's, that's okay. a loss. And then uh, you go into the division, you right? Go to New Orleans. They they're not prepared to go to down to. They're not. We already no, no, we, no, no, we, we, no, we, we, no. we already knew it was gonna be a split. No, we knew it was gonna be a split. We yeah, that's yeah, that's New Orleans and Atlanta. That's that's that's, I've, I've seen go. I've seen them. One team be great and the other yeah. one be garbage, and it's yeah. still a great game. So, great, yeah, yeah. okay, we knew it was gonna be a split. So that's a split. We we'll call so that one. That's a split. We can say split. We can say split. So you 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 got one. You haven't had any divisional losses yet, have you? No. Okay, so you got one and one in the division. Okay. And you got three. What we were saying, two wins more. So we're at three wins at this point. Yeah. All right. You go to Carolina. Lost. Possibly. Their defense. Carolina defense the truth. Tampa Bay it, comes here. Which, who's quarterbacking? Because Cam is back. I don't know. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. <laughs> um, if they're on a roll, they're going to that, keep the guy that got in. I think so, too. You roll until he Allen can't roll no more. playing well. well if Allen's playing, then you. And Christian McCaffrey. And, and, they, and they found and they, how, to, and they how, got, how to use McCaffrey. And what's Atlanta's? They got an MVP down there, and Atlanta can't stop the run. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that, It's the they run. They can't stop the run. They can't stop, a, they can't stop an elite wide receiver. That's the reason why I'm saying – uh, yeah, that's the reason why I say they they lose to the Wait. To, to the Rams. Yeah, okay, Man, Fuller had Fuller is a secondary dude, but Hopkins, Hopkins was the number one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. Whoever, yeah, that part. Whoever number twenty six. I'm just saying who's who, I'm just saying who's the lead receiver on the Rams. Fantasy. Who's the lead uh, receiver Cooper on the Rams? Cuff. Cooper Cuff. Cooper Cuff. Mm. Yeah, okay. Cooper he's a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's elite. But he's, he's a problem. problem. He's, he's a, a problem. serious problem. Well, and, and, not Antonio. Uh, Aaron Brown for Tennessee was a problem. Right. <laughs> Neil Jr. was a problem. Right. Whoever has a top. They're making them look great. Yeah. So yeah. I don't. Yeah, I think they were just making them look great. All right. So Tampa Bay comes in. I give. I give Atlanta that win. So that's two in the division. Okay. Four wins then, on top of. Then New Orleans five. comes in. We already said a split, split on yeah. that one. All right. Then Carolina comes in. I think they can get Carolina at home. Okay. Then they go to San Francisco. Right now, loss. As it stands right now, I would agree with you. I would have to see how well they played up to that point. Mm-hmm. And it's only the defense I'm worried about. Then Jacksonville comes in. They should be Jacksonville. They'll be Jacksonville. And then they end at Tampa Bay. That's 
seven or eight wins. I think you, we got That's six. Is that six? That's six. No. That's six. On t- with since, since are you counting the one we have now? <laughs> That's six. That's six. So that's seven. Six and five. Yeah. That's six and five over the, over the next 11 games. So in that case, it's seven and nine. Seven yeah. and nine. That don't get you in. That doesn't get you in. That's why I, I don't think so either. That's why I said they got to be eight and three. Okay. Nine and two. Wait, it starts now. I'm, so you got them as done. I got them as through. So they through. So now we start looking at coaches out there. Here's my, and then we can go on to the next subject. If I'm Atlanta, here's who I go after. You don't let Raheem Morris? Stop. No. <laughs> Now he's defense anyway. I'm cleaning the whole house anyway. It's the same problem. Who I would not, go, who I would go after? No, no. I'll I, go after McCarthy. Yeah, damn, I forgot about him. I go after McCarthy after yeah, the break. Speak. We gotta go to break. Yeah, we, let's. You got McC- I got somebody. You got. Okay. I, I got Caldwell. Caldwell. Yeah. Uh, used to be with the Colts. Mm-hmm. He was more defensive though. No, no. Caldwell. Caldwell hand in hand with with Manning. Okay, we're gonna take a break. We come back. We got more to discuss. It's DNA Sports Talk, 1100 AM. Be right back. You're listening to The Real 1100 AM, Atlanta's sports and entertainment talk radio. It's real, y'all. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WWE AM 1100 or DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than a Falcons, Hawks, and Braves fan, Check out the latest and greatest in sports and news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NFL, and NCAA News. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroline from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Hey, I'm Murfinetti. You could say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judiciary system, to the political world. <laughs> To the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs, 
and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta. 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. You're listening to The Real 1100 AM, Atlanta's real sports and entertainment talk radio. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello and welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Once again, call in 404-603-8770. Also live on Periscope as well as Facebook. No call on line. Oh, we got uh, Prep Sports on the line, Mr. Damian Lewis. How you feeling, man? What's going on, fellas? How you doing? How's your, how was your weekend? Good, Not bad, good, man. man. Not bad. How was yours? Oh, uh, man, I can't complain. Staying busy, man, but Sandtown Vikings got two wins in a row. I'm all right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Cool, man. Well, man, I won't keep you guys. We'll jump right into it. Uh, We're going to start off with softball. Beginning tomorrow, the Georgia High School Association softball playoffs will begin. Uh, Classes 1A, private, all the way through 7A. And uh, four teams that I want your listeners to kind of, you know, just kind of watch and see what they're doing. It's going to be the Westland Wolves out of 1A, private, who wrapped up their regular season at 25-0. and They're looking to win their third straight title. Uh, Gordon Lee out of 1A Public, they're looking to win their fourth straight title. Uh, Locust Grove, 5A, they're looking to win their third straight title. And then East Coweta, 7A, wrapped up their season 25-0 as well. They are also looking for their third straight title. So you got four teams here looking for, uh, you know, to repeat as state champions. And uh, two of them, I'm going to say, have a very good chance of doing that. The two would be Westland out of 1A Private and East Coweta out of 7A. Um, and so that's what I got on football. Volleyball will be wrapping up regular season pretty soon, and their state playoffs will be getting pretty soon as well. And, uh, of course, I'll keep you guys updated. Football, let's jump over to the gridiron. Uh, this past weekend, we had a very anticipated matchup in uh, Class 2A, Region 6, Hapeville Charter taking on Douglas, the Douglas Astros. Douglas came into the matchup 5-0. and uh, Hapeville. Uh, one in, uh, or four and one rather, or three and one rather, but both of them had no region losses. Uh, a lot of people, because Douglas picked up a very, very strong running back, uh, from Washington High, a lot of people thought this could be the year that Douglas could knock off Hapeville as, uh, the three-time defending region champs, but it didn't happen. Hapeville blew the boys out the water 43-6. The game was pretty much over in the first half. Um, so Hapeville is like, hey, we're the region champs for a reason. And uh looks like they're going to repeat as reason chance if they keep playing the way they did against Douglas on Friday. Now, coming up this Friday, we've got two very interesting matchups that I'm uh, looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. One in 7A Region 3. No one's talking about Hillgrove, the Hillgrove Hawks. Uh, but they're 5-0, and and they're taking on their rival right around the corner, the McEachern Indians, also 5-0. and So this, I know a lot of people were looking forward to the Marietta-McEachern matchup, mm-hmm. but this Hill, Hill has been in the picture the last three years. Um, so... Uh, but no one's really been talking about them this year. This could be a year that they could be the sleeper team to end up in the Final Four, 
for uh, for for the seven A state playoffs and possibly even in the championship game. So that's going to be one game I'm looking forward to. And then the other one is four A region seven. Blessed Trinity, who's won a state title uh, within the last couple of years, taking on Denmark. Blessed Trinity's coming in at four and one. Uh, 1-0 in the region, and then Denmark is a brand new school. This is their second year, uh, second year for them uh, as far as the football program goes. They're coming in at 5-0 and overall and 2-0 and in the region. So it's a road game for Denmark. Uh, going to be interesting to see how well things, uh, you know, how they do in this game. But that's another one that uh, your listeners may want to kind of keep an eye on. And uh, and that's all I got, guys. Okay, I appreciate it. Who's looking good in um, college and uh, high school football for being in like a USA top twenty-five? Uh, well, you know, Mary Grayson obviously uh, their 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 stint didn't last long because uh, they went down to uh, Colquitt and the country boys beat them up, beat them down. <laughs> uh, and so, but Marietta, uh, they got they were still in. Uh, and honestly, you know what? I didn't even check. They had a national game this past Friday. I didn't even check to see if they won. But if they won, then that means they're still in the Super 25. So, uh, but other than that, I mean, teams that probably, again, a Hillgrove is a team that possibly could be right in there in that conversation, but no one's talking about Hillgrove on that level this year, even though they've got one of the top uh, defensive linemen in the country. Uh, He's headed to Clemson. So, you know, they're a team that could be in that conversation, but, uh, you know, right now it's, you know, everybody all eyes on Marietta. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Appreciate you, man. Let everybody know how they can find you. Yes, sir. Definitely. On social media, Twitter at PS underscore Nation underscore Instagram at PrepsForceNation underscore. And, of course, PrepsForceNation.net for all the content, highlights, interviews, and more. All right. Hey, go Vikings. All right. Go Vikings. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. All right, man. So, yeah. Uh, a lot to look forward to. Uh, this is one of those busy times of the month. Uh, even of the year. We got high school, college, uh, pro, just about on every level playing all, right about now. All four or five, how you want to look at it, um, major sports. Major sports. Hockey, baseball, Correct. football, basketball in a couple more weeks. Right, but the preseason kicks off to uh, last week for the Hawks. It kicked off tonight against the Pelicans, so Zion. Uh, is in town. It's kind of funny how now you have to, before uh, preseason started, they had to make sure that you had your official weight and measurements. Yeah, yeah. So Zion officially six six instead of six seven, or I think they Duke had him at six eight at one time and six seven, but he is officially six six. However, <laughs> I mean you know he's still yeah. dominant. Yeah, regardless yeah. of your. I need, I need, height. To ha- I need to have that money though. Listen, right. I need to put the money on the line. To know, know those kind of things. If you six six or six eight, that makes it. In in college, because you're probably going against a freshman. Well, he was a freshman too, but you know, upperclassmen have a little bit more girth and whatnot compared to underclassmen. But in the league, I really need to know if I'm going against a six six. Right. Forward, but he could be playing the four. In in the four, those guys are average are six nine. 6'10 or better, depending, you know what I mean? That makes a difference on how I might, because I'm betting again, points, rebounds, all those all, all those type of things. So some teams he might have a better chance to rebound against, but he may not have better chance to rebound if I'm playing a much bigger power forward. Power forward or whatever, right. Um, going back to what we were talking about before we went to break, uh, if Dan Quinn is let go at the end of the year, 
Um, you, I was thinking about Jim Caldwell. I was thinking about two coordinators, a office, a head, office of head, head, office of coordinator slash head coach, and then you also need to bring in the defense coordinator. Right. So I was thinking about Jim Caldwell, who I thought they should have went after when Shanahan left. Mm-hmm. And I'm going back two years. To me, all this goes back to after the Super Bowl, where we at now. Yeah. So um, instead of going after Sarkeesian out of college or whatever and, and whatnot, yeah. I would have got Caldwell. Caldwell has the pedigree of, of of coaching with uh, Peyton Manning. He was in two Super Bowls, the Colts in 06 mm-hmm. and then the Ravens in uh, 2012. And I go and get Jones. Uh, not uh, Marvin, Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis. Who's now at Arizona State with Herm Lewis. As a defensive coordinator. And you and that granted, we dumped on him for them years in Cincinnati, but I he stayed. They, uh, he Cincinnati wish they had him right he now. He stayed ten and six. <laughs> His problem was he could never win a wild card game. Right. He needed to be eleven and five to have the home have a week uh, off and at home. But he always had to play the week right after the season ended, whether home or on the road, and he'd lose the wild card game. So that right. what really got him. But I wouldn't mind you, when you clean house. That's who I want to bring in. But then when you so say, so who's be the head coach though? Caldwell. Caldwell be the head because coach and offense coordinator. coordinator okay. Yeah, okay. and then and then Marvin be the defense coordinator. coordinator. Okay. And you got to remember his pedigree too is back when he was with Baltimore. Yeah, as far as the defense coordinator. So and those two know each other. Yeah, and you got the and you got the 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 racial aspect covered as well. Covered as well. You, I mean, I'm just saying, just you got to yeah. think about it. Still, this is Atlanta. Still Atlanta. So now I got two. I covered the black head coach. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm right. just saying. Unfortunately, you got to talk about it. I'm not saying no. That you, you're shit. right. Yeah. Just, no, you're right. Bringing a black quarter. Atlanta's tired of being led by old white guys. <laughs> well, you said it, not I. So I, did. I did. I did. You said it. All hate mail. Oh, by the way, sidebar. <laughs> so is America. <laughs> now I more hate mail than you. Right. Um, I'm in a happy mood today. But when you brought up McCarthy, McCarthy, that Trump Caldwell. <laughs> right. That so McCarthy has, uh, um. Ran Rodgers on his list, yeah. and he got Favre um, on his list, you know, for a little bit. So now his problem is too, though. He still needs to have a, a, a defense. A, his problem, in, his problem in, Tampa, in Green Bay was he never had a he solid ne- defense. Never had a defense, and that it, it, went, it was here and there, but not consistent. He needed three stops a game. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, but I still need a dominant. Defense. His, yeah, his, his, his problem was he never paid any attention to the defense. You know what I mean? He was all focused on the and offense. It, and you can't do both. Yeah. You can't do both. So I would like him as the next head coach and offense coordinator. Yeah. And I agree. I'd bring in start bringing and I'm in still Lewis, And I'm still bringing in Marvin, Marvin Lewis as the defensive coordinator. coordinator. And yeah. he don't change. Whoever you want to go with, right. Marvin is still, still a coordinator. So I'm just – out there, if you're looking, and all and all three of these guys got something to prove. Marvin got something to prove about how he got let go at Cincinnati Maddie. and got dumped on. McCarthy you know what got I mean? something to McCarthy prove. McCarthy got something to prove because Aaron reports are Aaron ran him out of town. Right. You know what I mean? And Caldwell got something to prove. He, he didn't get a chance no more. He went to Detroit, went to Indianapolis, and then everybody Miami. was like, you know. Yeah. They started going younger, basically. You know what I mean? I mean, so, he's assistant head coach and quarterbacks coach in Miami right now, which we all know that's going to be he, a dumpster he, fire he, he at the end of the of season. He wants to get out of, of here. Course. You know, he needs to pull, a, pull, a, Unless, pull Antonio Brown. I, I, I don't even think he wants to be the head coach. I don't know. Maybe he wants to be the head coach down there. That remains to be seen. But, yeah, I think he would want to move and, I, and all this is that. based off Matt Ryan. I'm saying right now Matt Ryan in his career – because if you go after a younger guy, coordinator, like say the Rams did, and and and, McVay. and, 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 and Green Bay did, and and and, uh, and um, uh, San Fran did with Shanahan, mm-hmm. 
They all those guys brought their quarterback. Of course. So now if I'm gonna go younger, I'm not sticking a younger offensive coordinator with Matt Ryan. I then I need to turn my focus to who I'm on draft. Who I'm on draft. Because they're gonna be uh, merged together. We yes. talk about um Kyle Kyler Murray and um the coach in um in Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Coming from uh Texas Tech or whatever. So Yeah. If, I can't think of his name right now, but yes. They're joined together yeah, now. Yeah. So if you so fans this is all fans. Like they, everybody want to get rid of Matt Ryan, get rid of Matt Ryan. No. I'm, not, I'm just saying, if you're going to do that, then your 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 picking the coach needs to needs Beyond. to indicate that's the. It route. needs to be Lincoln Riley coming out of Oklahoma, then, yeah. so he can bring in Jalen Jalen Hurts or whoever, whoever he you know wants I mean? to bring in. That's so, how it's going to have to happen. That's all I'm saying. If you try to get mad at Matt, which would be a bad. Idea. No, no, I, I don't. I honestly, I don't that, agree. Yeah. You get rid of Matt. I say Matt. Stays. Is, it stays, right. and if he stays, then you need to get an older offensive coordinator, and that's the reason why. Like I said, you with trump his me. Guy. You trump me with McCarthy, but it has to be that kind of that kind of OC. Right. You know what I mean? So, and that and Cutter got to go. Cutter couldn't do it in Tampa, and he's here now. And I don't need to go back to collegiate or go to collegiate. Like, yeah, yeah he's not a. I'm clean. I'm cleaning the house. That's and that's and that's what I'm. If what you get I rid do. of Dan, you're cleaning the house, or yeah, I get rid of Dan. I'm cleaning the house, and I let I let McCarthy and Caldwell pick their staff. And but but I say these are the two people you coming and Marvin coming on the defense side. With the ex- and then now y'all pick y'all y'all y'all, y'all, pick, yeah. y'all get y'all staff. Okay, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I mean, at this point, because <laughs> they both been head. I mean, Marvin's been a head coach, so it, it's not as if. It's not a problem to you turn. You make an assistant coach yeah. and, and defense coordinator. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not, not a problem a, to turn that over. No, you let him. them. I mean, yeah, you can do that, but let them pick. Yeah, yeah. let them pick. Yeah, let them pick. Do. I do agree. If, you, if you're going to gut to that degree, whoever whoever coach you bring in, and I'll be honest with you, that's even, you, the coach has to bring in his guy. Now, who, that, that doesn't necessarily have to be a quarterback, you know, but you need to bring in because we, we have other positions of need. Running back. Run, there you go. That's, Bingo! You gotta address that first. Bingo! I think that's the number one thing right you now. You gotta address and, that. And, and 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 to be honest with you, I'm not too I'm not too uh, worried about Atlanta's O line. I think that um, when as long, as long as they can maintain health, that's what I'm looking at, and I'm, and I'm still evaluating that because right now they're down what two starters. Yeah. And they are still serviceable. Yes, you know the depth. The it's depth decent. is doing its job. So, it's so I want to see how long it goes. I want to see over a course of sixteen games. Everything is about games. the defense right now. Everything's about oh, defense in that right game. Yeah, and the running game. You need a. Uh, you need a. Yeah. Speaking of running games, the Rams unfortunately lost to the Seahawks thirty to twenty nine. But we saw the reemergence of uh, Todd Gurley, yeah. which allows again for uh, Jared Goff to have a great game because you got to have that complimentary running game. There ain't but two quarterbacks right now. You can turn the ball over to them and say throw the ball 35, 40 plus times and to win the and game. To win the game, and Mahomes ain't one of them. No, he's it's, not. We saw Ro- that. We saw that the other night. Is is Rogers and, and Brady and Brady, and even That's with Rogers, you gotta have a you gotta have some you gotta have some kind of run game. You know and what I mean? You saw Aaron Jones just destroy the, Cowboy. the Cowboys, yeah. but again. It's a running game, mm-hmm. but you see how easy it is to play action to do everything else if you got a solid running game. Uh, but to your point, um, 
But I, I, I had Pat Mahomes, but now there's definitely Russell Wilson hands down. MVP. Oh, MVP, yeah. Russell Wilson MVP. Because he we haven't been, seen. He should have been MVP last year. <laughs> if you, I mean, when I say MVP, to take that team to the wild card. These last three years. when they Without the Legion of Boone. When they gutted the, and they said, here you go. Here you go. Here's your it's team. It's your team. It's your team. Here's the keys. Here's the keys to the car. He's been driving that thing. He's been driving <laughs> that thing. <laughs> no roof and everything. Right. And so, you know, his numbers have gone up, gone up, gone up or whatever. This year, they had four, no one had them at 4-1. No. They could easily be five and no, and 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 you don't want you don't want to go to Seattle in nah. in November. Uh, nah, I, 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 I don't mean, think Seattle's gonna lose in Seattle. Have they, they lost a game yet? Yeah, they in, lost in, one game. In, in home? I'm talking about at home. No, oh, at home. No, I'm just saying. I don't think they're going to lose at home this year. You, you, you don't want to go there in December, January. <laughs> but, I mean, that's been their motto most of the uh, seasons that Russell Wilson has been there. Out of the eight games they have at home, they win at like a minimum six. Yeah, they Minimum six. Yeah, so, that's fair. So, you know, you automatically going into a season saying, hey, we're at least going to be eight and eight. Yeah. We can win at least two somewhere along the way on the road, but we're going to at least be eight, eight and eight. eight. Yeah. So, Which is a huge advantage. So now, nah, but Russell, he got to a wild card game and you can't name one player. And he was one play away from beating Dallas last year in the wild card game. <laughs> and the only reason why I even got one win in my fantasy game because <laughs> he giving me thirty points a game. <laughs> uh, as you mentioned, Carolina with um, Allen as quarterback, thirty four twenty seven. Well, McCaffrey's the MVP. He 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 putting up from from scrimmage. He on record pace. Pace. Correct. Uh, Arizona 26-23 over Cincinnati. Arizona got their first win of the season. And they scoring 26 points. We'll be giving up. That's the reason why I, I is a, hey, to your point, everything's on the line. <laughs> and that was Dan on the Clinton. road, too. This is, yeah. this, this is it right here. Um, that might have been due to the passing of their owner, Bill um, Bidwell, uh, who passed away, um, I think it was Tuesday. So playing for him might have, you know, catapulted that particular victory. Um Tampa Bay lost to New Orleans 31-24. Teddy Bridgewater was only supposed to win three, go three and three over the next six games, and he's uh, three and zero. Beat Dallas, beat them. But it would be so New Orleans if they if they lose the next three games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just right. saying, it would well, be no, so they, New Orleans. He, he got through it on the Rams game. Yeah, but, you know he came in. To, He's but, been but this great. Is, this is the reason why I'm not. I wasn't concerned about New Orleans losing Breeze because I have trust in Sean Payton. Right. And Sean Payton coming up with a scheme to 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 rely more on on um their running back. Yeah, Alvin Kamara putting him in different Get, situations. His touches go up ten Plus to fifteen defense, more yeah. game. Ridiculous. Their defense yeah. has been ridiculous. ridiculous. But then I can I, I'm only giving Bridgewater seventeen throws a game. Can you go seventeen to twenty one for me? And he can do can it. Can you go fifteen? But I mean, can you go fifteen to twenty two for me? You know what I mean? That he had though to come back. Yeah, to I'm, this, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. Even though it's the think, Saints, I'm I'm happy for him. You ain't think he's gonna be back? It's the same. Right. I, I feel the same way about uh, about Teddy. The same way I feel about Drew Brees. It's like watching a homeboy messing around with the neighborhood. Um, <laughs> expletive. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, who else you got? Uh, Minnesota twenty eight to ten over the Giants. Minnesota's defense seems to be legit, making the NFC North extremely hard. My yeah. Bears went to London and laid an egg, especially on defense, uh, giving up 24 to uh, the Raiders. But they was in it, though. They were in it, but again, a running game. Josh Jacobs went for yeah. two touchdowns over 100 yards, and, you know, Chase Daniels didn't do enough because yeah. the defense stayed on the field mm-hmm. a little too long. 
Philly blanked. Uh, no, they did score. The Jets scored. Uh, 31 to 6, Philly won. Uh, great game. Baltimore 26, Pittsburgh 23. Ooh, somebody uh, got laid out. A lot was, yeah. Um, he's still recovering. Um, uh, Rupert, quarterback for, what's his um, name? Ru- Rudolph Randolph? Yes. Mason Randolph. Rudolph. Uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Got like uh, I, don't hit. Know, I don't know why I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like but a lot was being made in that overtime from uh, Tomlin winning the coin flip and deciding to go on defense first. But and I and I, mean, I think it worked. It, it worked. You ain't fumble the ball, right? <laughs> I think that was one of those things. My defense has been playing great. I think we can get a stop. Yeah. Um, my quarterback's already out. We may be on a short field. He needs to make two passes. We get in the field goal range. And it would have worked. And it would have worked. Juju had held on to the ball. He would have been two, a first down from kicking the field goal or, or scoring for or him. scoring, I mean, right. I I like the call. And I give Tomlin enough credit a, to have, make that have, kind of you call. You have a feel for what's going on in the game. In the game. So the Tomlin's looking thing. really good right now, by by the way. Well, I, Even I, though they're losing. In a losing season because he looked I, like a saint for dealing with Bell and Brown. That too. Right. <laughs> for as long as he did and having the success well, he had with them. Right. I, I um I say this. You don't mind losing, right? Oh, you mind losing. But if you know excuse me, if you know you're gonna lose, I I'm gonna get to the Washington with that this point. If you know you're going into a season where the the game is gonna be five, you're gonna be five and eleven, six and ten. It's the projection, right? Those ten losses, I don't want to see the ten losses, but I can't be getting I can't be getting laid out. I scored seventeen points in the game one against the Eagles, then I get outscored thirty two seventeen. Like I don't score nail point right. second half. And then from there on, I'm 31 points against Dallas. 33. Against New England. That was 33 to yeah. 7. Redskins lost. They haven't scored more than more than on on average, they haven't scored other than game one. You take away the first quarter of game one of the season, they they're scoring less points than the Dolphins. That's why I keep telling people, like, you, I keep telling people, y'all look at the Why Dolphins. does that sound like such a bad diss right now? <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going hard. I'm going hard. I'm, just, I'm going to go hard on my on the team. That I, I'm at the point where I'm, we trying, I'm trying to decide. Right. Y'all don't I, have, can we, can we you play had them in preseason. The only reason why they won that game because y'all kept fumbling the punt returns. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Denver got their first win of the season in the division mm-hmm. against the Chargers 2013. That was actually in L.A., that they got yeah, upset right there. Yeah, really. upset. Yeah, yeah. And of course, a huge upset last night. Indy 19, KC 13 in that Even one. Bigger upset. Right. Who you like tonight? Um, Cleveland and San Francisco. Thanks. In San Francisco, Cleveland. Uh, rather, San Francisco's undefeated. Uh, I'm going San Fran. San Fran. I go San Fran too. You had a week to prepare for Cleveland. Yeah. I think Cleveland uh, right now two and two. Cleveland gonna be. They're gonna be one week. week next week. That's why I had them at eight and eight and maybe getting into the playoffs, but. I think from week to week, they're going to be up and down. I think, I, I unfortunately, I think they're always going to have to have negative criticism to play well. To play well, yeah. That's that's the kind of team they they're do, going to be yeah. this year. When they when they somebody got to make Baker Mayfield angry. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Like He's literally be dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, when they, when they're relaxed and they're the favorite, that's not how they. That's not that's not them. Unfortunately for them, are they the favorite in this game? No. Okay. But you got San Francisco. But they won last week, and they beat right. they beat the Brace off Baltimore. So we had nothing to talk about them this week. Yeah. So it's a. I think it was basically San Francisco by two. Was, this uh, is a coin flip for me. It was a coin flip. It was I'm going San Fran at game. home. I, and just because of home. With a, in a week to prepare, they had a I buy. think yeah. I think because of their at home yeah. end of the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, baseball, the Braves um, <laughs> lost today in extra innings, five to four. So game five is Wednesday between see, them and the Cardinals. I didn't see this coming. I didn't either. I did. I saw it as soon as they put one. Jackson back in. Oh, Jackson is horrible. They put Luke back. Luke in. Dog. Jackson. Dog. Dog. Giving it up. Dog. Like I'm not even mad because because at the end, um, they went two extra innings, and uh, and the 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 score that would end up winning was off of Julio. I'm not even mad at him for that because he made he did make a play to get it back to the first base. Um, but you know, long fly ball. It was just that ball was just hanging up there, and he had time to run it in. And you know, it is what it is. But the score that defined it for me was freaking 77, man. Like this guy, this guy here, for somebody who has so much potential <laughs> and has such great stuff, he just keep poop on, man. I, 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 didn't, I didn't see this going the full five games. I didn't either. I, I gave St. Louis one, and I thought we gave them one on the game on the first, 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 game, first, game. first game. Oh, that was horrible. You know? And now a lot was being made about Acuna not – running out that uh, potential home run. Uh, but today, that was different. It was a pop fly. He ran it out and ended up, I um, can't remember who missed it in the sun. He ended up getting a triple. But come on. I mean, the guy is batting, what is he, 7 for 15 in this series? I, I, will, I, will, and I will say. Freddie Freeman has one home run, one RBI. He's 2 for 16. So I'm not a baseball player, but I will, I will say in the both times he didn't run it out, it's got to be a, it's got to be a pop to a sound that you as a hitter must know that this ball is gone. Right. Now, that doesn't excuse him from not running that out. Excuse, right. But I just feel that both these times and those balls have gone to the warning track, it, it must be a pop that he hears when he hits that thing, a sound that, like, oh, I oh, got I it. Got you know what I mean? And, and you know, he is still young, but he still has a little flair to him. And when you know you got it, that's the flair that, <laughs> that comes out. So it's going to take some time to mature that a little bit but but he had four hits today so yeah. i mean he is been producing him yeah. and ozzy albies as well yeah. um who wins game five the braves you braves real confident about braves. it braves. i think so coming back braves. home everything on the line braves. all these games have been tight the one thing I, i've noticed the I mean, it's a setup the, they, the, they just won an extra game the one the one thing i will say about baseball that we sometimes forget is these numbers they play all these games. These numbers, you are what you are. What the numbers say, and so you in this series, you look at the Braves for the most part. They still they were number one team in Major League Baseball, scoring runs seventh inning and beyond, and they've showed that twice in this series yeah. already. You know what I mean? And so, and both teams, their greatest weakness is the pitching. bullpen, the pitching, pitching. And I think when you at home, that you lean toward the pitching at home than you do on the road. And so, Braves, the two things Braves do well, they score late in the inning. One thing the, the Cardinals don't do is have late inning pitching or in the bullpen. So, that favors. Favors him. Favors Man, the Braves. I think Atlanta's oh, going to smack them at home. Because Wayne, Wayne Wright I don't think gonna be pitched close. amazing yeah. the other night. So I'm thinking like 8-4. Like really, I, I really think I think the bats are going to come alive. I think that in that, that environment. Man. Think about it. This is the first playoff game at SunTrust. You want to talk about a home field advantage? Yeah, yeah, first real series. Well, like, first series, yeah, yeah, series ending game in, in at yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so this is the, the first decider. Yeah. Wednesday night, Foltsy is scheduled to go against Flattery for St. Louis. You still like that, Foltsy at home? I, I I'd rather, you know, like I said before, <laughs> I would rather have um, 
Kaiko. Big game experience or whatever, but but he's already. He's this already just saying, Kaiko's has been the name to starter for Game Five. Oh, so he has been. They said yeah. they just switched. I just it. yeah, they literally okay. just came across a hole. Listen to your boy. Listen <laughs> to your boy. I'm trying so to tell you. You know something. Listen to your boy. I ain't even looking at. It. I just I just when we talked about this last week, I was like, I if that's because I was thinking of Game Seven series, but the five game, game five. Series, that's what I was Keiko like. Twice. I'd rather see how we can get Keiko twice because that's what we brought him here for. That's what he's here big, for. Big game pitcher. He has the he has the. He pedigree. lost Game One though. Not not on not his fault. Right, I, He was three one. Right, it wasn't his fault. I know it. He didn't lose the game. I know he did. He did I, not I lose. Just, he did he not pitched, lose he the game. Pitch. I just he, he pitched well. So <laughs> I want if I get if I get that again, I might lean towards you. Tom, I might be a blower. I, I feel that. I feel he can he can come and do that. I now he don't see him. Now he don't see him. I would not go to the That's bullpen fine. at all. No, yeah. I don't care if he's Let's, down three one. To your point about scoring runs, I wouldn't go before the seventh. Yes, he got to he got to go I, seven bare minimum, and I mean yeah. bare minimum. If he's hot, if, if he scores, if stay. They, if they get more than four runs, yes. But to that point of the Braves scoring runs late, I would still leave him in. Mm-hmm. Yep, noodle arm, noodle um, arm. Dodgers, you got them winning it, of course. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're up two two games to one. Yeah, mm-hmm. should go ahead and close things close out. out. Yep, um, Yankees and Twins. Yankees up really? 2-0. I want, I, you know, yeah, I'm going for the Twins. Yeah, they're going to sweep. They're going to sweep. Get the, get the dust pan. They out. have scored a lot of runs. Yeah, they, they, listen, I. They, so remember, I, remember we said, I said, I, the Twins, what I didn't know about them, I didn't know if, if the Central was so bad and they just feasted on bad teams. Right. You know what I mean? To get to those 90 wins or were they a really a good team that, you know, just be, happened to be playing in a bad division. Look like they just they, a good team that feasted on a bad, you know. Bad, yeah. Bad teams. <laughs> um, Rays and Astros. Houston leads that 2-1. Uh, Astros go ahead and close that out tomorrow yeah. night uh, against Tampa Bay. It was, yeah. I was surprised to see Tampa Bay score as many runs as they did and um, to get their one win. But I... Nah, I ain't going to say that's going to go five. No, no. I don't think Tampa Bay can duplicate that again. Nope. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to convince myself, but I can't. I, no, every time, every time Houston gives the ball, you was looking at a possible no hitter. That, well, this is true. Right, we're gonna take a break. We come back. We got college football. This is DNA Sports Talk. Eleven hundred AM. Be right back. You're listening to the Real Eleven Hundred AM, Atlanta's Real Sports and Entertainment Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world, (laughs) to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at MurfinettiFashions.MyBigCommerce.com Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroline from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee 
into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the DNA. Make sure you check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through TuneIn Radio, iRadio Now, and iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than just a Hawks, Falcons, or Braves fan, get the latest and greatest sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NCAA, and NFL news and highlights. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Orleans style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta. 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello and welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Once again, call in 44603-8770. Uh, also live on Periscope as well as Facebook. Um, before we go college football, uh, NASCAR, congratulations to uh, Kyle Larson who won at Dover. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. Won- had a great race. He just didn't, didn't win it, but... I think he pretty much has solidified himself with that second place finish of moving on to the the round of uh, eight. So that was at Dover. Dover. So next up is uh, what Talladega this weekend, mm-hmm. I think, if I'm correct. And we'll see what happens. Uh, your boy Clint Boy is on the cut line. Uh, Chase Elliott's on the cut line. That's what I'm they got to put some work in. Yeah. Uh, Brad Keselowski is on the cut line. So those are at least three drivers who've got to step up this coming weekend and put in a little bit of work if they want to move on to the to the next eight. It's uh, Dover this past weekend, Talladega, and then Kansas. And, oh, Blaney. Blaney was the other one. But uh, everyone else sitting in a good position to go forward. Uh, who you like this weekend at Dega? I'm going to go with Chase. Chase getting it done. Go with Chase. Go to Young Gun. Uh, I'm gonna go. Harvick winning it. Okay. He's uh he's in right now. Playoffs were to start, of course. Now he's five, so he's in. But I think he goes ahead and takes care of business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was wrong. It wasn't Keselowski. It's Logano who's on the cut line. Okay. Keselowski is six. It's solid. Okay. Yeah. Bowman seven and Byron eight. So we'll see what happens at that point. 
uh, college football. We just uh, earlier. Make sure you go back and listen to our interview with Jason Campbell. The great Jason Campbell. Right. I apologize to that man. man apologize to that man. I talked to him like he wasn't great. Great. <laughs> great Jason Campbell. Uh, he was discussing, of course, Auburn's lost 24-13 in the swamp. Now, I'm going I'm to say um, uh, freshman. Look at freshman. It was, it was time for Bo Nix to be a freshman. But I'm going to give a whole lot more credit now. This is what and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to peep the ears of a Georgia fan in here. Um, Florida defense look legit. It's legit. It it look and and what I gotta give credit to is to um, their head coach um, um, Dan Mullen. Mullen. See, remember remember Mississippi State. People forget Mississippi State kept a top ten defense. They used to keep a good defense. And then he had those two great years when he had Dak and I forget who was the other. Was Evans the wide receiver? Who was Evans? Was there? I don't know if he was there. When Mullen was there, I want to say I want to say Mullen might have been. Mullen rolled Dak in. He rolled Dak in one great wide receiver to to ten and two a couple years in a row, and then he got out of you know when right. he knew, realized the cup was going to be big, he got out of dodge <laughs> or whatever. So, um, you know, you forget about that. So I, the game plan that I saw that they put together as far as making sure they had wide receivers on linebackers and getting Auburn in space and running slants. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And two of their big plays, they got to the edge. The first play in the first quarter, got a uh, running back on that a slant. On, on a on a wide receiver with a slant, and then in caught the f- Auburn off guard because they were looking around for who the defensive signal. So, at so, that yeah, point. yeah, caught and then caught around. him off again in the, in the first half after the turnover. Right. Um. So that was like a fourteen point swing, no points at all. Right. And then mm-hmm. immediately give him a big play. So um, I got to give them credit. They saw something that nobody else seemed to seem on that seem seemed to see. On the weakness on Auburn's Auburn defense. defense, so now going forward, you got to realize against LSU they got good wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Alabama seems to have a, a they got a, a trio a trio of wide receivers, and uh, Georgia has wide has they have speed. Running back, can you get them out? Can you get them one on one? Swift out uh, on on one on one on 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 linebackers. I just haven't seen enough of that at Georgia, and that's why I'm really if I'm Georgia, I'm really concerned. About this Florida game. If it was in the swamp, I give Florida a, even more a slight advantage, but it's neutral, neutral. But it's neutral. I got Georgia. You got Georgia. Yeah. Okay. All right. If it was in the swamp, I would definitely go with Florida because I think that they, the defense carries them again. Yeah. Okay. All right. But we knew that the defense was legit coming in. They were. I didn't think Auburn I, had a little bit better defense. I didn't think this legit. Them. I didn't think they were. Well, I, the thought, one thing I knew they, they were did, good, not legit. The one thing <laughs> that they did was they took away Auburn's bread and butter, which is the running game. Yeah. So they made the true freshman mm-hmm. beat, them. beat them. Yeah. yeah. And that's what you got to do. This is all irrelevant. <laughs> Lord is going to lose at LSU and Georgia. They have LSU coming. No, out. no, no. I'm not saying. I'm just saying this, this, this Georgia Florida game. Always has a lot on the line because it's for the SEC East. Yeah, mm. but basically to see the way Florida played this past week, and I and I've, I've watched the Georgia games for a reason. Like I said, I watch now to see how Kirby Smart going coaching. Is he coaching each week to beat Bama? And that Notre Dame, he didn't show me that he was coaching to beat. What well, they did in the second half against Tennessee, they shut Tennessee out. Yeah. Who they had their great first quarter and midway through the second, and then that was okay, it. Yeah, so. I'm just that's all. I'm not like I said. I'm, I don't want. I just want to pick somebody's ear, or whatever. Are you are you not worried about Florida? Then I mean, I would be I'll, okay. I'm not looking past Florida. 
Yeah. You don't look past anything. Anybody, Anybody in yeah. SEC. Yeah. But yeah. Just, yeah. But yeah. You don't, I mean, you, there's you don't. people you look past. There's, there's people you look past. But not in the SEC. You're right. I'm, I'm not looking past Florida. Have they given me pause to cause about something to worry about now? Defensively, yes. Yeah. But do I think their defense is enough to stop Georgia? No. I just don't. I don't. You haven't yeah. shown me. You haven't. You shown me a good defense. Georgia has a like. A, I get you. Yeah. You haven't like Georgia. And I and I and listen. I'm not saying Florida has better talent than Georgia. No. What no. I'm saying is, I, I again, Georgia is coaching against themselves. And every game to me is a is is a referendum on whether or not they can be beat Alabama. Bama. Yeah, Bama. that's their competition, that, and, and 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 that's that's it. So this is going to be the first team mm-hmm. for Georgia, in my opinion, that's going to give Florida will give Georgia a real pushback. You North, think Florida's defense is better than, than Notre Dame's? Yeah. Yes. 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 Hmm. Yes. And that's and 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 I, and I that that Notre Dame game midway through the third quarter should have should have got got out of hand. And for whatever reason, in my opinion, Kirby them didn't put the them push the push the button on. I don't know why. It is their lowest scoring game. They they, yeah. they showed it against they showed it against Tennessee when they decided to push the button. Right. And that's kind of what that's unfortunately. And he also has to do that because unfortunately, if you get the one loss, say you got to be you got to have destroyed everybody, everybody behind else. you to still stay in the playoff picture. So there's yeah. twofold on why I want to see him. Be really cutthroat on how he. I think aggressive. everybody. Let's be honest. Doesn't everybody want to see Oklahoma against Alabama and Ohio State against Georgia? Because all the yes. quarterbacks. Because all the quarterbacks. All the quarterbacks. Yes. yes. I mean. Yeah. Let's yes. be honest. Transfer. Yes. Transfer. The transfer bowl. The transfer bowl. The right. Transfer playoff. <laughs> well, and, right. and just just Come on. seeing Alabama. Call it what it is. I mean, I think that's what everybody yeah, wants to see. Yeah. Sorry, Clemson, but I think those four teams match up against each other. But unfortunately, Clemson ain't going to lose. Uh, speaking of which, <laughs> they got Florida State this weekend. W. Uh, Colorado against number 13, Oregon. Oregon. Number 20, Virginia goes to Miami. Uh, Virginia. Right. Isn't that sad how the U.S. falling off? It's about time to get your boy um, Randy Shannon back. <laughs> South Carolina has the number three, Georgia. Georgia. Uh we got the big game. Number six, Oklahoma goes into uh, plays Texas. In the, in the Red River. Red River Rivalry. Number 11, Oklahoma. Texas. I agree. Jalen Hurts wins his Heisman in this game. This this the national stage that he needs. Well, I mean, he's been putting up enough numbers, but highlights, but this, this is the this, game this, people will be watching. Highly type. There's a ranked team and it's your rival game. It's, this is the one that he solidifies the Heisman. Number 16, Michigan at Illinois. Michigan. Michigan. Uh, Memphis jumps into the top 25. They're ranked number 23 and undefeated. They go to Temple. Memphis. Alabama uh, heads to Texas A&M College Station. Alabama. Well, that was hard. <laughs> Michigan State, who uh, lost a tough game last week, uh, they go to Wisconsin, who's still undefeated. Wisconsin. Ran ranked number eight. Washington State goes number 18, Arizona State. Um, my, that's my boy down there, baby. Um, uh... Her? Her. Her. Yeah, don't press in. That's my, Four and that's, one. That's my boy yeah. down there. Don't press in. Him and Marvin Lewis. You got to you gotta need this win so Marvin can keep oh, I looking got, good. I got, I, got, I, got Marvin, I, got, I got Marvin in the A. Hey, Marvin, you need a real estate agent. Holler at your boy. I'm going to look for you a house. Marvin <laughs> making me stay up for football now. <laughs> Number 25, Cincinnati, who upset UCF. We thought that was going to be a comeback victory yeah. for them. 
But Cincinnati took care of business. They're four and one, and now they go to Houston. Man, they're gonna lose that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're not gonna. I'm gonna I'm, take Cincinnati. I'm gonna go one. with. I'm gonna go with the upset Houston. I'm going Houston. I'm going Cincinnati. I'm gonna go Cincinnati. Thirty-one thirty. Man, get out of my 30s, man. 31.30. Really? I, you're playing prices right now? 31.30. All right. I got, Going up $1, man. $1 more. $1 more. <laughs> I got Houston 34.27. Okay. Uh, Texas Tech at number 22, Baylor. Uh, Baylor. USC heads into Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Right, number nine. Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, number 10, Penn State at number 17, Iowa. Number 10, Penn State at Iowa or Penn State? You got Penn State? No, no. Penn, Penn, Penn State is 10. Iowa's ranked 17. It's in Iowa. Oh. No, I'm saying number 10 Penn State and number 17 Iowa. Correct. In Iowa. In Iowa. Correct. Ooh. I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to go Iowa. Penn State is undefeated. Yeah, yeah. I, I said I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to Iowa. I ain't starting. Iowa lost to Michigan last week, 10-3. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Saturday. <sighs> i go Iowa, too. Mm-hmm. Talking about bounce back game. That bounce back game. Mm-hmm. I get in a bounce back game. Louisville at number 19, Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Here's the big game. Down in Baton Rouge at night. Number seven, LSU. At number five, LSU. Come on. Huh? If this was a 330 Ooh. game. LSU at LSU? They that good? <laughs> you Florida. caught that too, right? <laughs> like he tried to slide number, that in. Number seven, Florida at number five, LSU. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say, man, I know Florida's like, Jesus. They're going to win. They're not giving you the voodoo already. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, Florida. At number five, LSU. At night. Yeah, Got to put that in there. Florida can't come back to back. Yeah, back that's to a back lot of drunken Cajuns, man. Back to back. a lot of drunken Cajuns. It's, it's going to be hard for them to get up again, be yeah. on the road or whatever. I'm yeah. going. I'm going it's, and LSU's on a collision course with Alabama. They are. It's if it was a 330 game, I would give Florida a decent shot. But I don't see them doing and that. Now, the one, now the one thing I – I'm going to be back up before I make the comment on to agree with you. Let, I, Florida's backup quarterback seemed rattled for the first time in the Auburn game. Mm. Yeah. And so I I can see that being a conti- so. But jo- thankfully, what's his name? Frisk came back into the game. For yeah. Me. Yeah. So um, so I'm just saying for Georgia, don't overlook anybody. But maybe the concern shouldn't be as much as I want to put out there on the Georgia Florida game. But Florida got to get past LSU at night. To your point. LSU for the first time in a long time got a legit quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Burrow's Burrow, kid. Burrow, Burrow is is, is, is the he's real slanging deal. it too. He's a, he's a gunslinger. He he's he the real deal. Um, it's gonna be a problem for Florida this this coming week. I think they cover the spread too. It's at thirteen and a half right now. Yeah. I think LSU covers it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then we gonna ramp. Then we gonna ramp up for yeah, LSU the, Alabama. There, give me a yep, score. Yep. <laughs> give me a score. Oh. um, 31-17. That sounds about right. 33-17. It, it feel like a 30-to-teens 30, 30 type of situation. And I think they'll keep it close the first half. Yeah, it'll be yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then they just they'll pull off. away. Especially the second half. Number 15, Utah at Oregon State. Uh, Utah. And then Hawaii at number 14, Boise State. Getting the pineapple Ooh. smacked out of them. Well, Hawaii at Boise State. Yeah, so. Boise. Though. Bluefield, baby. Yeah. Boise. That's a problem when it comes there. They, Hawaii going to get you the pineapple You see the players tried to call the other day? They called a, uh, a high in the end zone. Yeah. They ran a... Uh, <laughs> Doing a kickoff, he hit, he hit, he matched up with the, the was it Boise? Yeah, it was Boise. Boise. <laughs> right, at that point. Uh, NBA uh, has uh, started their preseason. Uh, last week, you saw the Lakers versus Golden State. 
New arena looks good. First regular for, season game of the year. They yeah. were playing like it was a regular season game. They were. They really were. That was probably the most competitive preseason basketball I've ever seen in my life. It was. Your boy Steph tried to shoot a 45-foot jumper to have the first points at <laughs> at the new arena. It's Chase, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Chase. Uh, but um, Anthony Davis and LeBron look good together. We'll see what happens. Again, it's got to be more than just them two. And Coach Vogel has mentioned that those will be his two consistent starters. He's going to play around with who the other three will be. More than likely, Kuzma, Rondo, and I'm not sure who that uh, fifth person will be. Mm-hmm. But I pretty much believe that those will be the at least the four that will start the season yeah. going forward. Again, um, Hawks have um, Zion in town tonight to start their preseason. pre-season. And it'll be interesting to see uh, – the Clippers' first preseason game, because I want to see how they come out. Of course, they don't Paul have George, Paul George for, for for a little bit. For a little bit, and then try and see how they work him into the mix, and who comes out of that. A lot has been made somewhat off the court in the NBA with your boy Dame Dollar going at Shaq <laughs> 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 on the diss track. Um, Dame was on. Joe Button's podcast and mentioned that Shaq, most people consider him a basketball player who, you know, did a little bit of yeah. rapping, but he wasn't seen as a rapper. And of course, Shaq took cut, that. Cut, you mean, yeah, he's a rapping genie, man. <laughs> See Kazam? Caught, caught the old man's attention. He caught his attention, so he responded back. If, if Shaq had did his first uh, diss track over one of Dame's beat, it would have been a whole lot, you know what I mean? Right. To go to a, a, a Older beat, the old, oh, you know, yeah. it, to me, the beat took away from the, the punchline. Yeah. Shaq's punchlines were better. Dane's flow yeah. is better. But Shaq, if you're going to have a diss track, one. So you're saying Shaq has better writers? Hey. I'm not. What I am impressed about is that when it when he put it out, Dane responded in less like than 12 20, hours. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. means he didn't hear it immediately. Yeah. But I'm sure somebody had to tell him. So for him to put out that kind of work in less than 12 hours. I mean, he got that work out there. He was angry. They ain't got that work. They ain't got that work for you. I got, <laughs> you can always tell how mad somebody is, but how, how fast it comes out. That's true. I mean, that was fast. In less than 12 hours, you put it out. Yeah. Hopefully he went to sleep. You know, you got to put that in there somewhere. But I would really like to know at what point he heard it and then – how long it took him to put I it actually out. think, like I said, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with with Dame Dame winning it, and I haven't heard the second response. You yet. haven't heard Shaq's second? I haven't heard second response. Shaq yet. second round knockout, he did. Okay, but I again, didn't. it's the one lines that Shaq mentions are better. Gotcha. I, so I haven't I haven't heard that. I'm just going off the first initial rebuttal. You know what I mean? So, but hey. Dame, how you gonna how you gonna how you gonna tour, Dame, when you pl- gotta play? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure this out. <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, he can do both. Okay, somehow, no, no. he can be on tour at the city that he's no. playing. No. no, no, he can't do that. I right. thought about that too. No, he can't because because the tour there's a lifestyle that comes along with it that he can't do while he's playing. <sighs> Is it? Yes. Uh, you can't go on tour without uh, it, man. It's like, come on, bro. It's like saying, I'm going to have peanut butter without the sticky. No, you're not. You sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Dame Dame on tour. You think he's not going to have any? 
Now, now, yeah. fun. I'm gonna use the word fun. Now, the, the real issue for the NBA, because this is all good exposure for them, people tuning in again. With you know what I mean. Right. But the real problem is this China thing. Correct with mm. the uh, with, GM with, with GM, GM for the um, talking about the Hong Kong yeah, and the democracy gave, and China pulling out money. Mm-hmm. Out of, and out of they the stopped Houston. broadcasting the Rockets game. Yeah, yeah. but Harden stepped in. Well, he. You know, apologize on behalf of the Houston Rockets. That's still a problem. Yeah, but the Chinese aren't that forgiving, man. No, but no. So here's here's what the whole problem is. I'm just gonna ask the question. These are just questions. So this whole thing about the 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 democracy fight, the democracy revolt revolt that's happening in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. and that's a China held territory. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna you already already know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to several different places, but it all ties in. So I got the NBA, making money machine, cake, uh, cow towing to a communist country about a democracy, democracy. Issue, issue. Now, it's kind of interesting to see people talking about how the NBA cow towing, but these are the same people that was having a problem with NFL players taking the knee. Well, of course. So ain't democracy across the board the same? If I can no, take of course a, not. Obviously not. I'm no, just asking questions. I mean, we, we live in a democratic country, and we know no, that. No, we live in a republic. Ooh, we get we civil over here right now. You know what I mean? Just turning from a sports I show to a basketball ball, no, a little bit. <laughs> so, so I just, I'm just one. I'm, I'm, yeah, that that, pra- that practices. I, 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 I'm bringing all this up to flag when people start complaining about the NBA, and you know, and, and eventually they're gonna get to the players. Cause you just mentioned. Um, hard and apologizing, apologizing. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And when they start, you know, having these conversations and trying to talk about these guys and and their influence or lack thereof on certain issues, I just want to know that these same people have the same energy. We talking about the NFL players for what they of were taking, not, because there's a difference. The NBA is run by the players now, okay. so that's I the just, difference. I'm just asking questions out loud. So I know you are. I know. I'm just asking questions out loud. <laughs> and those NBA players. Several of them go over there a couple of times a year. Yeah, and oh, it has really been money to be made over there. Exactly, we're talking about over a billion people mm-hmm. who can view your game and buy shoes. And Yao Ming has been one of the ambassadors. Well, they're not buying as it. well. Let's let's be real. Well, they're making it at least. They buy they buy the shirts. Well, they making they making, making the shoes, them, making them everything. See now you penny on penny on a dollar. I mean you're right, but <laughs> don't get mad at me because that's what you know what I mean. The labor's cheap. <laughs> it is and. Sad because it's true. One of the things is that with all the players going over there and being treated like rock stars, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why Marbury never, never came, came back. I'm straight. And y'all buying my shoe. Right. Over there and over here. Right. Now, maybe not as much over here, but, but definitely over there. Over over there. there. Yeah. So you're going to have to, as players say, hey, that that's one person who made that one comment that doesn't reflect the league as a whole, that reflects that one particular person. We as players do not agree with that because now you're affecting the players' bottom line. So the viewership, so, so now the dollars now that I'm come ask, from I'm it. I'm gonna ask these players because a lot of these players they look like me and you. Or how do they feel about things are, over are, there? Are are you going into Michael Jordan realm where you know everybody buys shoes? Yes. Or are you going to be on LeBron no. James side? You know what I mean? Where I, I, he has he's more of a a social, outspoken social, a, a social. You know, he's about social justice. So where do you fall? 
I think for the players, it's both. They have the ability to say, you know what, I agree that this should be the way things are, but, you know, this is just my opinion, and I still support coming over here and being a part of the country. What they, well, I'm just talking about helping Hong Kong gain whatever type of freedom they're they fighting for. Because right now, they're being oppressed. They don't have access to media I, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know what I mean? I, I think you being can tear gas and all that kind of stuff. You can make the statement, you know, we would like to see them have the same freedoms that, that we, we have. have over there. Okay. But, you know, I would like to see that. But, again, I'm not part of that political realm in China. So, I can only speak from my vantage point. Gotcha. By saying it like that. I mean, yeah, you kind of being politically kind of, correct, but you're being honest you of saying, of, "Hey, yeah. I would like to see this, but I don't have control over." Kind of cow a little bit, but yeah, but, it's but like I, I don't have you, control I over it. But I would like yeah. to see it. You have to. I'm just, I'm just, for me, I want to see the response that comes with people, and I just feel they're going to go hard on the players on this situation, and you should have been. They're not going to go hard. You should, you should have been well hard on the NBA. You should have been in agreement with the NFL players because it's the same people writing the same same nonsense as far as the media goes. That's all. Uh, make sure you find DNA Sports Talk on, on Twitter. DNA Sports Talk on Instagram. DNA Sports Talk on Snapchat. DNA Sports Talk on Facebook. Reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. Website www.dnasportstalk.com. Back here next Monday. WWE DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Hey, did you know the real 1100 AM is now on Facebook? Man, that's right. You can catch all your favorite shows on the real 1100 WWE Facebook page. It's real, y'all. You're listening to The Real 1100 AM, Atlanta's Real Sports and Entertainment Talk Radio. There's a lot going on in the world, and your world is always changing. That's why it's important.